0: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM.
1: What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John boy. I'm telling you straight. My way or the highway. So, anybody wants to walk, do it now.
2: Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get
1: laid.
2: And again, it's picked
1: up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, A-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, the Double time. Miles yeah. John, I have never been better. To be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, let's get started another week. Week six, in fact, of our Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. And I could already inform you that last week was not a good one. I was on a bit of a run and last week was not a good one for me. But yet again, a Thursday night means I get to sprout all these new and incredibly organic ideas with our Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots because I've got a lot of catching up to do. We're at the Free Spirit. We're in Castleton today and this is going to be a Blast, another great stop that we have on our Larsonney Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Tour. Over the course of the NFL season, Free Spirit in Castleton. That's 86th Street over there. I guess you can suggest... Ru- Right across from Costco. There you go. Thank you, Nally. So we got that cooking today too. bottom of the hour. JJ is going to get on here because I know we're going to talk a wide variety of things and especially we're going to talk about football and our picks. But man, last night, listen, I am careful. I am careful, but I did enjoy watching the Pacers last night in preseason game number three. That's probably not how it's going to look, or maybe better said, that's probably not going to be the consistent result, but it was enjoyable as hell to watch. And let me tell you this, Pacer fans, for whatever you've been going through, disappointment, whether or not you're on board with this whole reboot or rebuild or, you know, whether or not um, you're mad because you're still in some kind of squabble going on with those that uh, provide your entertainment and what Valley Sports Indiana is doing. It was an enjoyable preseason game to watch. And Benedict Matherin gave you plenty of reasons to feel really confident that that was a hell of a selection they made in round number one because the guy was attacking the basket last night. It was enjoyable to watch. I, I tell you this. And, you know, everybody gives the accolades to Matherin, and rightly so, because he had a a really good offensive night last night. Again, I'll have to remind you, I know it's a preseason. I'm just telling you what happened last night. But I thought Andrew Nimhart, played exceptionally well last night too and if you remember I'm a huge at least me and my kid we're viewers of Gonzaga and we have been for a number of years I mean this goes back probably 10 plus years and we've watched a variety of Gonzaga teams and this is what stood out to me I thought that maybe there's still a long way to go I thought that that Andrew Nimhart would maybe struggle against those that are more athletic than him. Hence, you know, what you saw in the championship game a couple of years ago when they matched up against, against Baylor, and then Baylor blew them out. Now, granted, who knows? Maybe I'm going to be right in the short term. Maybe I'm going to be right in the long term. But last night, I was glad because I want him. I like him a great deal, and I want to see him succeed here. And I thought last night he had a really nice game. Again, it's going to kind of get lost in the shuffle of all the Benedict Matherin conversation that was going on. And again, rightly so. But I thought he had a really nice game last night. And I guess above all else, it seemed like that if you had the opportunity to watch it, that you were entertained by it. And I mentioned This season is going to be about the little things, and you're going to have to embrace the entertainment value here and there because oftentimes it may not be there in terms of positive results. You're going to have to embrace these moments of growth for this team because that is indeed what the outlook will bear out. And I know it's hard. I caught anybody else catch Bob Kravitz via Twitter trying to get a little bit overexcited. And there's nothing wrong with being excited about watching a new and fresh team and a bunch of young guys that that played well. I'm just telling you that over the course of real games in a long season, you are probably going to be viewing that sort of result or outcome few and far between. All right. That's just the way that it looks. I hope that they absolutely smash everybody's expectations. But looking at it right now, it is going to be a struggle. But you guys were entertained. You guys enjoyed. And that is a good thing. J.J., evidently his hair at the beginning, hello, Billy, and at the end looks spectacular. The reason why I brought that up with Daenerys yesterday is because J.J. was going to come on a couple of days ago, but he could not because the window in which we offered up to him to come on the show uh, was during a haircut of his. So we had to make sure that J.J.'s hair was looking incredible, and certainly it did last night. I can tell you this. It just felt good to have it back. And I know a lot of you, again, are are upset. I still got some of those tweets last night night um, about Bally Sports Indiana, whether it's still not being able to watch him. If, for example, you're on Hulu or YouTube TV, I, I wish I knew a little bit better what you're dealing with. I don't because I just go with the standby that I know when I click on to this particular channel, that's going to be there. That's how I set up my mom. Somebody had asked me last night, I think it was uh, Jeremiah Wheatley on Twitter. What does your mom think about? Because my mom's a huge Pacers fan. What does she think about this new Pacers team? And I actually had to call her up and she wanted to know exactly who they were with the exception of Miles and McConnell. I think she said, "I I know Miles and I know TJ. I just really don't know anybody else. So I'm happy. Having to educate her a little bit. And again, that's why I lean on JJ and Daenerys and Quinn and Addie Gill. I lean on them to help educate her a little bit more. Because I had to say, well, this is who this is. I, who is this? Who is this? Who is this Matherin, this Benedict Matherin? He played at Arizona. Oh, he didn't play for that cheating guy. No, he didn't play for the cheating guy. He played for Tommy Lloyd, who came from Gonzaga, all right, because your grandson likes Gonzaga. You kind of like Gonzaga, too, so you can get down with that. You know what I mean? I'm, like, connecting the dots here for a little bit. So I will count on the guys from Bally Sports Indiana uh, to do just that. And I know that it's difficult when you go someplace and it's just not there. Or apparently, I think it was Jason that was explaining to me last night, and I sure as hell don't know anything about this, but the, the pixelation was in some forms having a struggle. That's why I kind of do it old school, and I guess I pay for it in the end because I pay a great deal. It, I think I pay so much a month right now that I don't even want to know how much it is. Like, I don't even ask. I have no idea. They, just, they could actually probably charge me even more, and I wouldn't even know. I, I know that it's upwards of $200 per month, and people look at me like I've got three heads, and that's okay. But there are a lot of things that I just want to know that are going to be there. And that has been, uh, that is down in GC from my mom. So she's capable of watching it too. And uh, last night, last night you got a nice result. And last night you were entertained. There is that new fresh feeling. And it gets you thinking a little bit. So shout out to the Pacers in the preseason. We'll see where that goes. From here, Jalen Smith is another somewhat, not a new name, but uh, that's somebody that obviously, you know, came over at the halfway point of the season a year ago. Just kind of some interesting things to watch. Um, The three-point shooting needs to get incredibly better. I don't know if it will. I doubt if it will. (laughs) But at some point, it would be nice if it did. But it was an enjoyable game. And we'll talk about those aspects with J.J. coming up at the bottom of the hour of Bally Sports, Indiana. All right, 4 o'clock hour, Brent Halverson and my man Nally, and we're going to be doing from the free spirit our week 6 Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. I'll get to Brent in just a second and we'll discuss all of that. Our picks for this week, I guess just a little bit of an appetizer of the direction in which we're going. Uh, get back to just how awful I was last week as well, and a lot of conversations beginning tonight with the Bears and the commanders of Washington on Thursday night football. Brent joins me in just A second. I also want to give a shout out, and I know a lot of people kind of get lost in this because your favorite team's not involved. You know, there's no Cubs, there's no Reds, there's never any Reds, no Cubs, no Reds. The Cardinals are done. You know, no White Sox. And I know sometimes maybe if you don't have that legitimate rooting interest, you just kind of bail on it. But let me tell you, so far, and I said this yesterday and the day prior, the baseball postseason has been pretty damn good. I thought last night, this is going to hurt Nally's feelings. Uh, the Padres and the Dodgers, the, <laughs> the <laughs> Padres and the Dodgers, that was an outstanding game. I mean, absolutely outstanding game. And yeah, listen, I think the, the Padres still finished, what, 22 games behind the Dodgers, I think, in the, the, uh, the NL West But it was an outstanding game to even that best of five at a game apiece. And the Dodgers, even without Walker Buehler, the Dodgers are still incredibly loaded up. And it always kind of feels, postseason always feels right the first time you return to kind of do-or-die baseball and you see the pine tar mark that's across the last name of Justin Turner on the back of his uniform, that's how you know that we're in October and October baseball is being played. And those those teams last night, they went at it. And you could tell, and I like, I like the kind of um, – inferiority complex that the Padres have. I think you can kind of build off of that. I love it when the Dodger fans boo Machado when he comes to the plate. I love looking behind the plate and seeing Mary Hart, who used to be on Entertainment Tonight back there in her behind-the-plate season ticket seats. Uh, Rob Lowe made it. up. I don't even think they even recognized him last night. They had a view. I think they spent more time on the goose last night and then all of a sudden you get Rob Lowe. Rob is like shouting and yelling at the camera, and um, the guy just doesn't even mention it in passing. Who was doing the game last night? Kyle, do you know? Who are the broadcasters on it? Because it was on was a Fox it was Fox Sports One last night, right? Who are the broadcasters? Do you know?
3: I'll uh, look it up my, here
0: quick. My man, my man play by play was getting excited. He was very excitable about anything. And it was weird. When he got excited about the great defense, you just knew that there was going to be a misplay that was coming. Anybody noticed that last night? He got all excited about Bellinger going back on that ball that was hit by Nola, tracking that down at the wall in center field. He got excited about that. He got excited about Trey Turner making a nice play. And then Trey Turner, like, boots the ball and makes a bad play. Same going with the Padres. My man got incredibly excited excited last night. But I thought that was fun. I think the postseason, for the most part, has been incredibly enjoyable. We'll see coming up here around 337, game two, if uh, the Mariners can get back on. And again, I am kind of a Mariners guy this postseason because I'm rooting for former Reds. And certainly in that case, you got Suarez and uh, you also have uh, Luis Castillo with the Mariners. But man, the way the Mariners were dealt that blow. In that game one, being up in the bottom of the ninth inning and have that taken away from you on a walk-off home run is certainly going to be tough uh, to come back from. But uh, the postseason has been spectacular at this point. Kyle, you know who that is from last night yet?
3: Adam Amin was the play-by-play guy.
0: That was Adam Amin last night. Yep. My man was excitable. He was excited about everything. And again, I can understand because the game was incredibly exciting. But every time he went all in, oh, this is great defense. What a great defensive game. They would end up like booting one right afterwards. But it was great. Uh, Tied at one, that best of five out west between the Dodgers and the Padres last night. Uh, The Braves got on the board. One, one, that best of five of the NL from yesterday, too. Yankees and the Guardians rained out. They're going to make that thing up coming up tomorrow afternoon. And then, as I mentioned, coming up in less than 30 minutes now, Uh, You're going to get to watch, uh, hopefully not watch, but, uh, well, you can have us up, and then if you want to have that in the background, it's kind of sports wallpaper. That's great. You're going to have game two in the AL between the Mariners and the Astros. Free Spirit, we're in Castleton off of 86th Street across from Costco. We would love to see you because, per usual, the free samples are a-flowing, and uh, the— Free sample originator from Heaven Hill Distillery. He joins us every Thursday with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Brent Halverson is here. What a great place. Absolutely. Good to be I back just, here at the free I, I, I got to stop getting my ass whipped, though. Well, I you, was making some strides the last two weeks, and then poof, right down the toilet. And these are all like late-game situations. Like Minnesota, touchdown going for two, boom. All this meltdownage happened late in games for me it was disgusting welcome to the nfl right? i hate that crap. i know you
4: think you got it but that's why they play four i was quarters. feeling really good I about know, it I and then, uh, then i didn't but uh, no seriously the free sample is flowing today that's right here uh, again great to be back here at the free spirit and uh, dub and michelle are taking care of the uh, nice. the, uh samples if we will john uh, out I love here. it we got, we got nally here we got some great people here already so uh, come on out and join us for some cocktails and uh, also something else we're kicking off starting okay. tomorrow uh, for the next nine days. We've got Elijah Craig Old Fashion Week kicks Whoa, off tomorrow. Hold on, hold the phone. So if you tell me get... all about Elijah Craig Old Fashion Elijah Week, Elijah Craig Old Fashion Week. I'll tell you if you go on to uh, oldfashionweek.com, yeah. John. It'll show you every bar that's participating in Indiana. Uh, stop out over the next, uh, like, say, nine days. Get yourself an Elijah Craig Old Fashioned. It's a great cocktail to have and a uh, uh, good week to uh, get out and enjoy some. So, What is great here?
0: about the Elijah Craig
4: Old Fashioned? Because that's it, old school right they're there. They're just so good. Yeah. I mean, they're so tasty. I mean, they're just, uh, it really takes a great bourbon and you mix it with such a, it's such a classic cocktail, right? Yes. Like it's something that everybody, uh, even your non-super big bourbon fans will enjoy because it it's got a little sweetness to it. And uh, it's just a really good cocktail, so uh, I'm excited about it. I had a couple last night. I'm gonna have a couple today. I mean, I'm gonna have a couple throughout the whole week. So uh, it's it's definitely something. It seems like I end into. up having a couple too, right along with you. You know it does, John, and that's kind of what gives us our, uh, <laughs> our, our 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 liquid knowledge. We should say, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of liquid knowledge. We gotta make up some uh, sure. make up some ground. We did have. <laughs> a,
0: need to build up my liquid knowledge <laughs> a little bit when it comes to my picks. Hey, how close is the old fashioned to the was it Zazarak or Sazerac? Sazerac? No, I mean Sazerac. the old fashioned. The old
4: fashioned, the old fashioned yeah. is really it's. It's it's a grape bourbon simple syrup. Uh, you're using a little bit of some orange zest. You got a little uh, cherry in there. You yeah, know, I mean it's just it's a nice easy drinking cocktail. It's just uh, it's been around. It's tried and true. Is that one where you have to have a round ball of ice? You don't have to. I'm a big fan of the big ice cube though. You, you know like why? the big ice cube or
0: you want the ball of
5: ice? The,
4: uh, either or the big square, or the yeah. big ball, right? I mean it. Uh, really, what it does is it just slowly marinates into that cocktail. Oh, you beautiful. know, it just really kind of releases some of that. Uh, uh, extra easy drink and juice, if you will. Uh,
0: that's uh, Brent Halverson right there and the Elijah Craig Old Fashioned. Old Fashioned Week, yes. Old Fashioned Week. Kicks is, off tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, every, like right here, too. Well, uh, I, Everywhere. I know
4: they're doing it at Joe's Grill yes. uh, in Castleton. I think they're doing Joe's Fishers. Uh, there's, I think there, we got about 100 different accounts out there that love are it. really participating behind it. So uh, they're going to do some here today as well. We've got a fresh bottle of Elijah Craig I just saw back there. I and love the, it. We'll uh, we'll have to nestle into one. Has it maybe been cracked
0: c- open yet, or we need to we need to we need somebody to come in here and crack that thing open? Let's do it. Let's get some yeah.
4: samples. We'll get some samples All out. Right. And If you're looking forward to trying an old fashioned, come in. Let me get you one in the sample format. How about that?
0: Well, come in here and we'll crap crap. No, Whoa, hey, hey, no crapping. Today, well, huh? crack. <laughs> I might do that later,
4: <laughs> but we'll crack open that new bottle for those that come in here right now. Absolutely. Crack it open and uh, get the week started a day early, but there's always, hey, it's, it's 365 yes. days a year, right? There's just a little bit of extra added focus on the old-fashioned, so uh, it's old-fashioned week and uh, went in Rome, right? Drink old-fashioned. All
0: right. Uh, Brent Holverson, me, JMV, week six starts tonight with the Commanders and the Bears. ESPN floated out that report regarding Daniel Snyder. If you already had a preconceived notion that that guy was a turd, that probably turd him even more in that particular article there so um and yeah, you know, he's claiming that it's all wrong um and it's you know something is what that's what the a-holes do man right out of the playbook i've got to play the victim and i've got to blame the media oh yeah that's what the a-holes do now so we'll see what happens but well i don't know about the effect that we'll have on this game you get a Wince, you get a Justin Fields. What are we looking at on Amazon later on tonight at 815, Brent?
4: Well, this is one of those games we've been talking about how great these Thursday games yep. have been. This isn't one of them, John, you know. And, you, know you can and go back last week. You can go back last week. <laughs> I mean, yep. that was tough. That was a tough game to watch, you know. and Hear what Al
0: Michael said on Chicago Radio about it. Al Michael said, hey, listen. If we have another game this week with the Bears and the Commanders like we had last week, I may have to retire. So he may have to retire tonight. He, he may just say, you know what, I can't take this Thursday night crap anymore. I'm done.
4: They struggle to find certain <laughs> things to talk about when there's no offense, right? And there was none of that last <laughs> week. And yeah. and you know, for myself, I mean, I, I did have a little bit of money on those Broncos, and it was. Uh, sure, sure. I'm happy the Colts pulled out the W. Tough place to play in Denver. A little thing I threw out there though that kind of kind of helped save me a little bit was uh, I did a little uh, flyer on no touchdown scored there's a hundred to one. Odds. Five bucks paid 500. So that helped kind of ease some of that pain. But uh, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, was a tough game. Another one of those might be tonight too. I mean, you might see something. It might be another 12 to 12 to nine game. Who knows?
0: It's a pick them lean right now. Either a, way, right? It is
4: a pick them. I mean, and again, that's kind of a, t- a tough call. I mean, you know, both teams are, are struggling, but uh, uh, you know, Washington came out hot the first couple of weeks, putting up some points. Um, you know, they're sitting at one and four on the year, and the Bears are at two and three. Yeah. Nothing sexy about either one of them, really. You know, I mean, there's, you just don't know what you're going to get with with Wentz, as we all know. Uh, and then Justin Fields, I think everybody's still been looking for him to kind of have that breakout year, and he just hasn't had anything yet. So, you know, it'll be a, another uh, head scratcher. And, again, it's a pick 'em, which kind of gives that lean to Washington, right? So, yeah. You know, the, they used to say the home, home team had about a three-point advantage, right? So when you looked at that line, if they were playing on a neutral field, the home team is getting – is really about a three-point favorite there. So this tells you that uh, it's kind of a, a, a pick em in that regard. So, you know, it's a straight-up uh, pick em up. Whoever wins, John, that's, a, that's who's going to pay tonight. Uh, Brent
0: Olverson's right over there. You can't see him on camera inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You can, however, see me. Largely Bourbon locks, Luna Azul tequila shots. Week number six is what we're going to do here at the Free Spirit up in <laughs> Castleton. All right, besides tonight – Anything else floats your boat of interest here, and do you have anybody hard-targeted for your fantasy football shot of the week? And by the way, I got screwed on that, too. I'm telling you what. I just... No wonder... Forget it. I shouldn't even say what I'm about to say right now. I'm just getting screwed from every single direction. It's a tough year, My picks, my fantasy football. Ever since I opened my yap to Kyle and said, man, look how genius I am. Look at all these points I'm scoring. I've kind of been getting a hose in the last two weeks. Is it just me and karma?
4: Well, bad karma? You know, karma's a big thing, John. So once you say something like those, it's going to come back and it's going to tell you who's boss. You know, there's there's a little bit bigger power out there that's taking control of that. But, uh, you know, as far as games go this week, I mean, we've got some good games. You know, we've got some, uh, you know, again, head scratcher. You got, you know, the Rams are a 10-point favorite. They look like trash. I mean, they don't look very good at all. Ten-point favorite against a Carolina team that's up in turmoil with no coach, and you got Baker Mayfield hurt. You got all this stuff going on there. But uh, you know, the the big game this week again. I think as we all know, two four-and-one teams going at it, and that's 4:25 on Sunday with Buffalo Bills. Why is that not a Sunday night? That that should be a Sunday night, Monday night game, and. You know, when do we come into the flex season? That, that starts to come up a little bit down the road, right?
0: Hey, uh, Kyle, you, we talked about this yesterday, too. That 425 spot, though, gets tremendous ratings, but it doesn't do as well as Sunday night, does it? I think it's pretty close, if I'm is not mistaken. Really? Yeah.
4: Well, if you look at it, too, there's only three games in that 4 o'clock hour. You got two 405 matches and nothing exciting there. You got Carolina and the Rams. You got Arizona and Seattle. And all the attention is going to be on that Buffalo-Kansas City game, as we all know. And you got two of the best quarterbacks going at it. You got two of the mm. top, the two top scoring teams in the league. Um, you know, if we think back to last year, what happened right to go into the playoffs there, it was a big game. It was a big shootout that uh, Kansas City pulled out. So it's going to be a good, uh, good test. You know, Kansas City, they looked horrible in that first half against the uh, Raiders last week, but they came back. They got Patrick Mahomes. They came back. They won the game 30 to 29 and uh, was, was just a, a great second half for them. It's going to be interesting. You know, Buffalo, again, Buffalo's Buffalo. They can just, either either team can hit on all cylinders at any point in time. So it'll be a fun game to watch. Well,
0: and then you got the Colts and the Jaguars coming at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And, and I saw this. This is from NFL.com ranking the quarterbacks. We will be witnessing the 24th and the 25th ranked quarterbacks in the NFL, according to NFL.com. Coming up on Sunday. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, is the 24th ranked. Matt Ryan, according to NFL.com, the 25th ranked. Going into week number six in that matchup, which is vital for the Colts coming up on Sunday.
4: It is. We know they always have a hard time against Jacksonville, no matter who's playing quarterback and who's on the team. Doesn't matter. So it'll be an interesting matchup, and I think the line sitting right now at uh, two and a half. The Colts are favored, John, so. Uh, they're, you know, they're calling for another close game. And again, I think it'll be a three-point game like we talk about a lot of these. Them.
0: Larceny bourbon locks, Luna Azul tequila shots. That's Brent Halverson right there. We get the free samples flowing. Who, who will be the first to want to crack open that bottle of Elijah Craig back there in honor of our star? We may be getting a little bit ahead of it. Old
4: fashioned, old week. fashioned week. Yeah, we're Which gonna start it off right. Right, this right is, is kind of like it's like Christmas Eve, right? Like, I always oh, it's let beautiful. my kids open up a present <laughs> on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's kind of what we're doing here. We're gonna open up an Elijah Craig right before it kicks off. Yes. So it's kind of like Christmas Eve of old fashioned week.
0: That's Brent Olverson, everybody. I'm gonna see if I can swing it over and show him right here. And yeah, he, there he is right there. See, he's actually really here. I probably should have had more of the camera on you instead of all being on me. All right, 4 o'clock hour, me, you, and Natalie are going to fire this bad boy up? Absolutely. Nally had a great week last week. I so know he did. I'm
4: looking forward to seeing what he's got picked on the slate. So it'll be uh, we'll, we'll have a good one, another one in charge here.
0: Free Spirit in Castleton, 82nd Street. We're right across from Costco in Castleton.
4: Right on the backside of the mall. Yeah. It's absolutely. You can come in off 82nd, cut through the mall, come right to it, and it's right uh, right here, like say, and, in and between and Costco and here. And by the way, because I
0: parked right next door uh, with Z-Bart, if was that your car truck getting towed when I pulled it? Yeah, in? yeah. It okay, if um, from somebody from Z-Bart would like to go out and fix <laughs> the cap on the back of my truck, there's going to be something really nice in it for you right Wow, there. look at that. Something really nice in it for you, Z-Barters. Right next door, I've got. A, in a, if it takes longer than 6 o'clock, then don't do it. But if you can do it right now, it's right back there. Just go ahead and do it.
4: It's parked right there. They might even get a little uh, Elijah Craig to they make their old-fashioned old old for,
0: they're for the Old Fashioned Week. You know, I'm telling might throw in something
4: really, really
0: nice. Brett.
4: We got what's going on with the cab
0: back there? Oh, it's got something broken on it. Okay, so, yeah, All right. it's
4: sliding around. Yep. yep, they're listening. Hopefully, I think It'll there's stuff a, back a there I
0: haven't seen in about a year. So, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. I think there's a tent. It's not like I'm going camping anytime soon, so it doesn't John. matter if there's a tent back there or not. Nice weather, or you can always go to Mystic Waters. <laughs> there's cabins with heaters up there too. So, you know, you yeah, well, I, that's exactly. I'll be doing that camping aspect. Get right? out and lay on the ground in a tent is yeah. not my style, right there. It's like, I yeah, I don't, I don't know why there's a tent back there, but no, seriously, yeah, Z Barter's up here in Castleton. If you're go check it out, it's sitting right out there, and you guys have at it. All right, my brother, we'll get ready at four o'clock. Absolutely, Brent Halverson. And my man, Nally, we're going to get set from the free spirit. Week six of our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. I-, I loved it last night. I did, right? Because I'm all up. As long as it's on somebody else's team, a little bit of the drama. The Russell Westbrook stuff of not going to the huddle and kind of being by himself and not going to the huddle on the floor. Oh, it is, it is fantastically pissy. And I'm here for it. I am here for an entire Season of that, it won't last that long because he's going to end up getting traded, I would guess. But I am here for the entire season of Pissy Russ. Pissy Russ last night was pretty funny. Like Big Baby Russ last night was hilarious. So I'm all in. If that's what you're going to get, during a preseason game, I can't wait to what we see. I'm going to have to watch all these Laker games to see what's going to happen because you know something will. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. J.J. is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. What about the Pacers last night to get the results? And then you get excited about some of what you haven't seen before in Matherin. In Nimhart and in others on this young Pacers team. JJ from Bally Sports Indiana joins to talk about that. I've got you at 239-1070 inside the lounge via YouTube Live. You guys, thank you for joining us. We did not do it yesterday with a bullseyeeventgroup.com Colts VIP tailgate. If Kyle can come up with a really good way that we can fairly give away a couple of passes inside the lounge, Kyle, you let me know, and we'll do that over the course of the afternoon as well. But thank you, everybody, for participating and listening and watching Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. The app is fired up and good to go. The stream is working really hard for you as well. HD Radio and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We're back with you next.
1: The Ride with JMV. Hey, you gonna stare all day or you gonna buy something? Uh, I'm gonna stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome
0: back. We are in Castleton today at the Free Spirits right across from Costco. Larsity Bourbon Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday for you. Week 6 of the NFL. It gets underway later on tonight featuring... The Bears hosting Washington. We'll get all our picks coming up here at the top of the hour. Mike Chapel going to drop in per usual on a Thursday coming up in the 5 o'clock hour where we're going to be coming up tomorrow. And we're going to give somebody a shot to go with me um, to be along for the Bullseyeeventgroup.com Colts VIP Tailgate coming up on Sunday beginning at 10 a.m. from the Bullseye Event Center. So going to listen to win. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live or whatever means in which you use. I uh, thank you very much. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from Bally Sports, Indiana, he does the pre, he does the in, he does the half, he does the in, and he does the postgame show. And his hair looked spectacular last night, and it should have because he had a haircut that he scheduled during the show, and he couldn't come on early on the week. Jeremiah Johnson joins us now on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Well done with the haircut, though. Uh, I can understand why that took priority.
6: Well, normally you're the only one talking about that expensive haircut, right? I mean, the, you, you've got your billboards all over town.
0: Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, everybody's yeah. got to well, Just come up. If you want options of your real growing hair. Listen, everybody <laughs> grew up, especially my age, that's losing their hair right now. And they grew up with visions of Steve Alford's butt cut, feathered on the side, parted down the middle. That you got a haircut at Command Performance in the mall back of the day? If you're looking for that, follow my lead. I'm the Pied Piper of real growing hair, JJ. Well,
6: I'm not going to rule that out in the future, but I was walking around the concourse and I had someone say, "Hey, I, I heard you got a haircut." John was talking about it, so I do apologize <laughs> for for not leaving my three to six open every day. But you know, I, it's, it's it's tough to get in sometimes. So if I got a cut, well, who cut your hair? Day, where do you, where do you uh, go you know, to have to
0: get that, that type of schedule down?
6: Well, wait a second. I mean, no one else has haircut appointments. I don't go to the barber.
0: Oh, shop, no, but. I don't. I just roll, I roll into sport clips and have Juanita cut it down on the south side about 8 a.m. I drop Blake off, run back over, take a quick nap. When I'm sitting in <laughs> the parking lot in front of Kroger, roll in there, and Juanita trims my hair, and I'm done in five minutes.
6: Well, I'm sorry I couldn't join you earlier in the week, but I'm glad to be able to join you today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where, hey, where do you have to get this long-term schedule to get your haircut? Give him some love.
6: Oh, uh, Brooke Lyons. Uh, she cuts on her own a little bit, um, but she's actually leaving town in about a year, so she's, I don't think she's taking any new clients. So I wouldn't even do her any good so, to get the free advertising. Wait
2: a minute.
0: That means J.J. Yeah. is going to become a haircut-free agent. <laughs> That's true. I the unrestricted to watch, haircut-free agent, Jeremiah Johnson. All right. <laughs> Yes. Get to cash yeah, in we, big on this one then. Let's yeah. Hey, let's find let's find via this show and its power a place for you to go when Brooke ends up bailing town here the next year because you yeah, are yeah. a very important haircut free agent out there. So we'll find this you somebody was not, new.
6: This is not planned, but at Pacers JJ, I'm going to be looking for someone to cut my hair in the yeah. summer and I guess they have to be flexible that I have to be able to reschedule if I get a last minute call to join, you know, the JMB show. Yeah,
0: I mean, you just got to be able to do it in the chair, too. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Just got to be able that, to do it in the work. chair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, hey, Jeremiah Johnson is an unrestricted haircut <laughs> free agent as of the end of the year. So if you cut hair or you have a place that cuts hair and you want the JJ and the Pacer and the Valley Sports Indiana love, uh, <laughs> at Pacers JJ or at JMV 1070, and we will direct JJ to you as that unrestricted free agent. There you go.
5: That
6: sounds good. I, I appreciate that. Just anyone else listening, no, I did not plan on this, but I'm happy to get any recommendations.
0: You got it, buddy. We'll do that. Um, last night, I, I thought it was good, and that was a preseason game. I have to remind everybody of that, or they'll remind me, hey, it's just a preseason game. I'm just talking last night, for example. Last night was good because you're, you're going to have to, to me, in my opinion, take a lot of these these smaller non-results-driven moments, even though there was a good result last night. But you're going to have to take those and really kind of soak them up this year because they're going through this process of transition. I thought last night was a hell of an example of you know not only getting a result, which was nice, but at the same time, looking to the future and seeing some guys that you can really get excited about, even though that was a preseason game.
6: I think you're absolutely right. I looked forward to getting the chance to talk to Benedict Matherin after the game. And I loved watching some of those young guys close that game out. It was just a preseason game. And so when you're down by 10, midway through the fourth quarter, you're kind of saying, well, you know, it was a good experience. You saw some good things. But then to see what you saw in those final few minutes and Andrew demhart I mean, the shots he hit were big. Goga even comes off the bench and hits some threes. And and really Matherin was the star of the night. And to have a night like that in his first appearance at GameBridge Fieldhouse in a Pacers uniform even though it was just a preseason game, as you mentioned, it was something to take and to savor and kind of to remember a little bit, because you'll remember that in January and February, where you were when you saw him have his big first moment at GameBridge Fieldhouse. And so this is going to be a season that you accurately described, where you're going to have to find some moments, you're looking for individual improvement. Maybe the next time it'll be Isaiah Jackson has a really big night, and, and you're expecting maybe consistency from Tyrese Halliburton night in, night out. But to be able to play well and have a moment like that where he didn't even suit up I think was a really good thing so we're going to enjoy this season we're going to enjoy everything that goes along with player development and we saw some early player development last night
0: yeah, JJ joins us from Bally Sports, Indiana on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Pacers last night get that good result in preseason game number three against the Knicks. Uh, I also brought this up, and I've watched Andrew Nemhart play a great deal, and I think I brought this up to you in the offseason after they drafted him as well. Um, I, I, I held out some question, and again, it, it, it incredibly early, but I held out some question whether or not he was going to be able to, to give them, even off the bench, what they're looking for, you know, against the the high level guard athleticism. And I, I know that Nimhart is a good ball handler. He's a smart, savvy dude. He can hit jump shots. He does a lot of things. I mean, he's a good passer, you know, a willing distributor as a point guard. I just kind of questioned him, at least at Gonzaga against the top tier athletic guard talent. But it was good last night. I mean, last night, Uh, Again, preseason game, it gave me a lot of reason to think, well, you know, maybe this guy's going to transition and be a heck of a lot better at that position in the NBA than what I originally thought.
6: I think where you're maybe concerned, it can depend upon who's with him in the backcourt. Because if there is some athleticism issues and maybe the matchup isn't great, depending on who the other guard in the backcourt is or maybe who you've got inside to help him protect the rim, maybe, you know, they can help. But he can do some other things that. Some other point guards can't, and I've seen him shoot like he did last night uh, throughout training camp. I and mean, if you leave him open, he has a little bit of an awkward shot, and so maybe at times you're like, "Can he be yeah. a good shooter?" Trust me, he is a really good shooter, and if you give him that space to get that shot off, uh, I almost mark it down as a as made three pointer in my in the scorebook because he's he's that accurate. So anytime you can have a guy that if is if he's open he can knock that shot down, I think it's a benefit. And then, like I said, it just depends on who you surround him with. And I don't know that you should expect those kind of late-game performances this season, but knowing he can perform if asked, and that's just something that will get him confidence moving forward. So he's he's a second-round draft pick. He's a rookie. He's going to have his ups and downs. But to be able to have a night like that, just like Benedict Matherin did, I I think is a really solid aspect. And you're not really – Asking him right now to take TJ McConnell's minutes because TJ McConnell has been maybe one of the best players in the entire team in training camp. And so he's still going to be the backup point guard. Andrew Nemhard will play when the opportunity presents itself.
0: Yeah, and and no doubt. I'm rooting so hard for him, too, because I really enjoyed watching him play and watching all those Gonzaga games. And uh, I thought last night, at least preseason wise, was a good game for the rookie from Gonzaga. Hey, by the way, J.J., Dave Hammer in Greenwood recommends Cassie Norton at the Hare Emporium in Greenwood. Cassie Norton.
6: Well, I'm already getting messages as well. So the power of the ride... With JMV, we're gonna really have to follow up on this and well, see what
0: happens. Even, even more than that, I think everybody out there recognizes when you have a a pretty high value elite level need haircut type of talent that's an unrestricted free agent. that you gotta go out there and kinda you gotta reel them in, right?
6: I got a message from Kendall McCroy, who was my running back at Peru High School, a former state champion <laughs> in track and field. And played a little bit in Illinois. I did not even realize that he was a hairstylist right now. So he said he'll be my uh, my barber next year. So we're gonna have a there's gonna be some competition.
0: Yeah, I mean it's gonna ultimately be up to you. But it's always good to have options. John just said, what about Sarah Beth at eighteen eight in Clay Terrace? Sarah Beth is fantastic. So JJ, there's yet another option for you. Eighteen and eight. In Clay Terrace for the unrestricted haircutting free agent, Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports, Indiana. You know, the other thing last night, and I, I know that you guys, this is going to be unrelenting for a long period of time because everybody's probably never going to be satisfied. But the numbers came off apparently big for you guys last night, right? Even with, I know some people, you know, that were streaming and whatever they call pixelation may have had a struggle with it and others, you know, with Hulu or whatever. Uh, YouTube TV may have struggled with it, but it appears you had a lot of interest television-wise tuning in last night. That's good.
6: Yeah, we, we've talked for a number of years. If you're going to go through a little bit of a rebuilding process, you wonder in the market whether they're willing to accept that. And by all indications, I mean, you look at the fan jam crowd, the people that I talked to, uh, the enthusiasm in the building for a preseason game, uh, as much as they were into the game. I think that the fan base is really – taking to this team and this idea of building this roster up with, with goals of winning a championship and not just building a roster that hopes to get into the playoffs and maybe make some noise. And so maybe they understand exactly what it's going to take, but in the short term, you're going to really enjoy watching the energy and enthusiasm that some of these youngsters play with. And you're seeing, you know, Benedict Mather and Tyrese Halliburton, those are guys you're going to build around and they're not the only two, uh, but it's fun to watch these guys learn and grow. And I think that it, you know the numbers do speak for themselves, and it does. Everyone I talked to that that watched, and those in the in the building, and then watching at home, seem to enjoy themselves, and we hope that just continues this season.
0: All right, what else stood out to you last night, JJ? Before I let you go in that performance,
6: you know, I was asked actually on the morning show yesterday what I was looking for. I think throughout the first half of the season, I'm probably going to have a close eye on Jalen Smith because I enjoyed watching him last season unexpectedly I guess no one knew what he could do when they acquired him in February but he really thrived and now that he's been given the starting role I want to see if he's capable of night in night out handling that because it's it's a big responsibility for someone that had not been playing a lot with the Phoenix Suns and and he went down hard but I love the way he attacked the basket knocked down a three and I thought he had a really good first half I don't think there was anything serious for the reason he didn't play in the second half but I think that's Kind of was one of my takeaways of the first half, other than Matherin, was that I thought that Jalen Smith played really well, and he's someone I'm going to be watching, not necessarily judging every single game, because there are going to be sometimes where the matchup is tough for him as a four. He's kind of a tweener. Is he a four? Is he a five? But for right now, he's starting at the four, and I want to see improvement, development from night one until the end of the season from Jalen Smith.
0: Well, here's the other thing. We saw this last night. You, you, you've got to show signs of improvement shooting the three. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing I think we both can a- agree upon. I mean, and again, preseason game, whatever. Uh, that sh- in this era of the NBA, and this is something watching the Lakers and the T-Wolves last night, and they were talking about the Laker woes from behind the arc. You just can't possibly win at even close to a high level if you don't knock down threes more than occasionally.
6: Yeah, and I think that will improve. There are going to be nice that the three-point shot does not fall. But I think they may be a better three-point shooting team this season than maybe we've seen in the last few years. The one thing that I maybe will be watching a little bit more closely from a you know, statistical perspective might be the rebounding. I think that's where there are going to be some matchups and some lineups where maybe they'll struggle. And in the first half, they really did struggle on the glass. Obviously, it was something that was talked about. At halftime, Jenny Busta and not acknowledge as much to me. And I thought they really impl- improved on that in the second half. So, um, you know, three-point shooting, the numbers were not great last night, but I do think they'll shoot above average over the course of the season because they made that an emphasis. They're trying to have as many shooters on the court as possible.
0: Jeremiah Johnson of Valley Sports Indiana with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Also broke the news today that he is becoming a haircut unrestricted free agent chris Reigns. he sent us both a tweet miriam at is it wip that's a station in philadelphia or whip downtown is where i get mine cut that's miriam close to the circle and gambridge Fieldhouse. and then we've got maxwell saying hey i hear that you're a haircutting free agent how about in Westfield, Barbershop 32, Barbershop 32 in Westfield, <laughs> according to Maxwell right there. So I'm telling you, I knew you were going to be an incredibly popular free agent on that free agent market, and clear, clearly I, you are at this point.
6: I appreciate that, and I'm going to file all of these messages away. I'm not going to leave Brooke until this summer when she moves up to uh, the region, but uh, Brooks done a great job. I don't want her to feel like I'm, I'm deserting her. She's kind of deserting me, and now we'll have some options this summer that I'm going to have to take a strong under strong consideration.
0: So what has she done so wrong where she's being forced to move to the region?
6: Uh, well, actually, it's a, just a family situation. Her husband's got a job relocation. He's, uh, from, uh, he's from Northwest Indiana, so I think they've been excited about it. They've been looking forward to it uh, for a couple of years now but uh, I've been not looking, looking
0: forward to moving ahead. to the region.
6: Yeah. You know, people oh. who are from the region love the region job. Do they? Well, oh. No. So I hear
0: unbeknownst to me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's not, it's not pure Michigan. It's Indiana. Oh, well, I, I mean, I it's, Michigan Michigan. It is, so. it's Michigan light.
0: It is. It's Michigan light. Right? Yeah, it's
6: probably Junior like, Michigan.
0: That's what it is. It's, it's Michigan like Junior.
6: Chicago, it's Chicago Light, right?
0: No, no, no. It's not that good. It's it's Michigan Junior. That's the region.
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're probably going to get more messages about that comment than the fact that I'm a hair
0: Oh, everybody knows that the that I kind of dig Michigan a little bit because weed's legal. So, they're cool with that. So, hey, buddy, <laughs> great job last night, man. It was great to have you guys back. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, we shall do it again soon, and we'll find you somebody to cut that air as a free agent. All right, well, all right?
6: I'll just, I'm going to make sure I don't turn down any opportunities. The next time Kyle texts me, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing and make sure I'm available <laughs> to talk with you.
0: It all worked out, though, because they're going to find you after a year, somebody to take the place of Brooke Lyons for you because yep. she's moving to Michigan, Jr., So that's (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) All right, buddy. I appreciate you. Tell Daenery Quinn, and Eddie, and and Burns, and everybody else said hello. Sounds good. Later. JJ on the Andy Moore Automotive Group line. We're at the Free Spirit. We're in Castleton, right across 82nd Street from Costco. I'm telling you, the free samples are flowing. I see samples of old-fashioned plural here, too which is all good. Join us here. we got a city Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul tequila shots coming up at the top of the hour. That and more on a Thursday.
1: 935 by the fan. The Ride
6: with JMV. My vision is to take this team as the first franchise to the Saturn Football League and play against 8-foot gargoyles that run
1: 3-8 speed. 93.5 and 107.5, the fan.
3: Halloween and- But he's
1: got to leave. So- hey, welcome back to the show. We're live at the Free Spirit
0: in Castleton. We're right across 82nd Street. There you go, Billy. Old-fashioned, all well around everybody, right now. We're right up. across the street from Costco here. We got Nellie, we got Miller, we got Holvers, and I'm JMV. Thank you for joining us uh, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, 93.5107.5, 5, the fan, the stream, the app, HD radio. What were you saying, Nellie? So they're riled up. They're riled up. Oh, I but mean, look at that table over there. Yeah. Look at that table right there. Like the what three amigos know? working right there. So trying to figure out which one's Chevy Chase. <laughs> the three amigos. <laughs> nah but seriously we got a great group how we all doing plethora nally miller how we doing look at miller just blowing here like the wind here and fill that thing out
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's a busy day he shaved today he doesn't have he's like the wind
0: he's like the wind through the trees i
3: I get nervous now if there's going to be a camera you know, I gotta make sure I'm shaved and looking proper. I even got the haircut. Well, hell, I'm, I'm gonna gonna blaze you, I so want, so I well, wanna make sure I look good for John. It's, it's about, <laughs> all about, the about Patches
2: in the beard. Right. He doesn't he doesn't shave often. Oh, it's the worst beard known to me. like
3: weddings, funerals, <laughs> Yeah, court, Right. You know, court. Yeah. yeah, I know. His beard has yeah. like patches
0: in it when you gotta go pick up Nick.
3: <laughs> 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 hey,
0: by the way, where is Nicole
3: today?
2: He's, uh, I don't
0: know. He's, such, he's, a he's like a home a of cheers everywhere in. we go, and I don't see him yeah, he Charles run-
2: Westfield working. I yeah, he was running around doing some
3: stuff. Over it, it was kind of weird. I thought
0: I was in the wrong spot because normally when I walk in, he's outside smoking like 90 <laughs> cigarettes, and I didn't see him doing that. I go, am I in <laughs> the wrong place? Where am I? Popping so. dingers out
2: in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, fellas, Brent. Anything to add before
4: we get fired up and ready to go for weeks? John, a little recap. Last week
2: was oh, a, little a little bit rough. A
4: rough, but uh, Mister <laughs> Nally went. Uh, he went ten and six last week. So looking mm, forward to seeing those. Say picks. that
2: again for the folks at home.
4: Ryan Nally, went. Uh, he had go. ten wins there and six losses against the spread last week. And Mr. Malley, you're sitting at fifty-two percent on the year out of three shows we've picked. Okay. Mr. Miller, you were uh, six and ten last week. You were at uh, eleven and twenty-one think, on the year. I
3: think that's actually an improvement. Clearly, I can't pick games
4: <laughs> on the same day when the Colts, my my attention just is
0: not where it needs to be, right? It, you know On what? days I, when the Colts are playing I, like I, they I did last like week. I feel
4: like you're getting ready to turn the corner, John. I really do. <laughs> uh, you were 6-10 and ten last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. so a little bit rough, a little bit rough. Well, but that hey, was pretty rough. That's yeah, week five. Rough. It's behind us, right? We're moving into week six. I went seven to nine. Uh, so, year to date, John, you are 46%. I'm 53. Nally, 52 Miller, I haven't done the math on 1121, but I think it's like 25.
3: It ain't so. good. Uh, it's, it's not good. Hey, it, it, Redemption,
2: it's Redemption, it's week six. It looks good like his beard.
0: I right, didn't the last video YouTube live. By the way, man, hit the like button. Make me feel good. I'm really sensitive about that stuff. And if you don't hit the like button, I don't feel good. I get a long drive home not to feel good. And I just think about that constantly. Oh man, I'm I hit the like button good enough. I don't get those <laughs> thumbs up. Make me feel good, especially when I have nights. Or weekends in this case, like I did last week, I needed a little bit of a pep. A you pick know, me up. little something
4: pick-me-up, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, let's let's get it started. We'll kick yeah. off uh, week six. Of we the NFL. shall do it, let's Kyle.
0: Do it. Cue the band. It's our week six. Larcity Bourbon, locks. Here in we Luna's go.
4: Tequila shot. I did bring you. We are all sitting here with yes. a little Elijah Craig Old Fashioned to help the the, the picknep. Old Fashioned week so coming up. This it is, will starts tomorrow.
2: Ease the pain, ladies gentlemen. Do. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers, w- cheers. cheers. Salute. Uh, old Fashioned week starts. Old Fashioned week starts tomorrow. Hi,
0: I'm John on YouTube Live. That tastes really good. All right. All right. Let's start Thursday night on Amazon TV. The commanders of Washington, their owner, decided to hire private investigators mm. to dig up dirt on the rest of the owners of the NFL. And the NFL itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wait. He's gonna it end stands up like, through the hourglass. He's so end like, are the days of an A-hole right there. Daniel Snyder and the commanders on the road at Soldier Field against Chicago. That is now according to Vegas a pick'em. Circle the Bears and take them at home, Brent Holverson. Give me that pick'em going to the Bears. We talked
4: earlier, not really a sexy game tonight. Could end up like last Thursday's yeah. game, could be a 12-9 game. Who knows? But you know what? I'm gonna go with the home team here. This is just for the Romanak boys, honestly. I'm going to take the Bears at a pick 'em. em at we love
3: home the to get the boys. Win. We love the Romanak boys. 12-9, Bears win the game. What do you got, Miller? Uh, could be another ugly game. Uh, I was looking at last week's game, like going into the season, we're kind of dogging on Thursday night games. Yeah. Like last week's game, if you were to put that on paper before the season started and you have Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor and a big defensive line mm-hmm. for the Colts and you have, you know, the new quarterback with the Denver Broncos defense, Russell Wilson coming in, like that sounds like a powerhouse game. And then it was nothing. <laughs> it
6: was nothing. Not. The it, whole time. Yeah, so it wasn't So like hopefully this
3: game that looks like nothing, and I think this game looked like nothing on going into the season, maybe this game will be just an awesome Fuel of freaking rage tonight. So he's going with
0: the George Costanza opposite endpoint right hopefully, there. Is hopefully, hopefully, but I, still oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: I am going to go with the Bears, even though I despise them. Uh, wow. Now like, all, we all agree, and you know,
2: Dan Snyder, that could be like an Epstein moment. He might not make it to the game. So <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Bears, pick them. We all know. We all I, know what happened. I want to know what Magnum PI digs up dirt wise. <laughs> Me I'm too. Here, man. I do. I'm he interested.
0: might not make What's it to that, that game. Dirt we got. What dirt we got floating around in the NFL. Um, all right. Uh, week the number Bears. six continues coming up on Sunday. That's a 1 o'clock start. The Niners are five-point favorites on the road at Atlanta. I- Atlanta, I think, has been better than I thought, fellas, so far this year. I don't know if they have a lot to show for it, but they've been better than what I thought. Yet, yeah, I'm
4: going to go ahead and lay the five, Brent, take the Niners on the road. Yeah, you mentioned Atlanta being better. They have the best record against the spread in the NFL. They're 5-0 against mm. that number. And they're at home. I mean, that's going to be a tough call. They're also two and three in in the outcome of those games. San Francisco looked good last week. And they're starting to get a little bit of thing going on here. I don't like laying the five on the road here, but I'm going to. I'm going to take San Francisco as well. Lay the five.
3: Miller. Well, I was going to take San Francisco in the five, but I need to change up my strategy from going with my gut. I'll go with the fact that Atlanta's beat the spread five times in a row. I'm going to stay with that. Go ahead, Switching Nally. it up, Nally. What Scary.
2: do you think? Gary, Halby, and I are agreeing again. We'll go Niners. One
0: o'clock to start. New England in Cleveland. From Cleveland, Cleveland's always just kind of ready to disappoint folks out there. And New England, it's probably more Pittsburgh sucking. And by the way, my before the season call, Pittsburgh is going to suck. They are absolutely towing that line of suckage right now. We'll get to that game coming up in just a minute. Meantime, you have on the road New England at Cleveland. I'm going to go ahead and take that two and a half because New England's the underdog in Cleveland. Give me the Patriots and the points, Brett.
4: Well, the Patriots, they beat the Lions 29 to nothing. The Lions mm-hmm. that we've taken we take every week. And look, Lions are on a uh, bye this week, but uh, they didn't put up a point they, against the Patriots. They
0: normally cover well. What happened they last week? They had
4: no offense. I mean, they looked horrible. Because uh, mm, of the Lions? Because of the Lions. <laughs> the Lions being Lions. Sorry, they remembered. Patriots, though, putting up 29 points was very, very interesting to me. This game's odd. You know, it's a two and a half point spread. Cleveland's favored. Uh, it actually opened up New England as a favorite. So a little bit of money on Cleveland. I'm going to go with the home team here and uh, lay that short field goal. So minus two and a half. I'll take Cleveland uh, at home. Ryan Miller.
3: I'm going to go with New England plus two and a half.
2: Ryan Nally. Taking Cleveland at home. What in the world with Green Bay in
0: London? What Ooh, the hell? God, that was what a went London. down. First, First half, half one. great. Back from London at Lambeau Field. And there's seven and a half point favorites at home against the Jets. Inbound of the Jets. At Lambeau and Green Bay coming up on Sundown. Lay that seven and a half and take Green Bay to Respark and get back to what more of what we expect them to do against teams of a lesser substance,
4: Sprint Halverson. Jets sitting at three and two, and they put up 40 spot on uh, Miami they last did, week. Right? They won 40 to 17, which was interesting. Skylar I, Thompson didn't have it for Skylar, Miami. Last week. He did not have it. He's starting again this week, too, I just saw. So, hey, you know what? Green Bay here, I mean, again, coming home, they they had a little bit more time to prepare. Um, seven and a half. It's a little bit bigger number than I like because that hook is big. As always, though, by the hook. I'm going to take Green Bay, and I think they're going to come out pretty strong here. Um, John, I want to backtrack real quick. so I missed my, miss my uh, Lunazul uh, shot of the week in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Eno Benjamin for um, uh the oh wait we're not even to that game yet so scratch it i'm I've already, okay i've already showed my hand early though All you right. know benjamin's gonna be my, <laughs> shout, my out to to the, oh, shout out to the old-fashioned right shout there. Out to the old-fashioned getting into <laughs> blaine Banes early here <laughs> green bay minus seven and a half at home against the jets
3: what do you got ryan miller uh jets have actually surprised me a bunch this year they just this is a really bad game for them to come take on green bay you know coming home after a tough loss like green bay is going to come out swinging you know Rodgers. So Green Bay minus seven. And a half. What do you
2: got, Nally? Come out swinging at nothing. He's got nobody to throw to. Um, I'm going to take the Jets plus seven and a half.
0: All right, one o'clock to start. It's on Fox on Sunday. Miami. Skylar Thompson going to get that start right, but. It appears that Teddy Bridgewater did practice today. I don't know if that means a great deal. So here's what I'm going to do. Minnesota in South Florida coming up on Sunday. I'm going to lay that three points. They are as the favorites. Take the, the Vikings and Tommy Sutton on the road in Miami. Brett Halverson on Sunday.
4: Yeah, Minnesota sitting at 4-1. Uh, they're against the spread. They're only 1-4. But uh, I like them here, too. I like them in that spot. You know, I, I, Again, Miami's not looked good. They came out hot start the year. Two is still on the shelf. Uh, Give me Minnesota, lay the three on the road. Miller.
3: I went back and forth on it, but I'm going to stick with the NFC North. Go with Minnesota, minus three, even though I don't like it. Nally. The captains of Miami Dolphins removed the ping pong table from the locker room.
2: That's a big deal right (laughs) there. That's (laughs) huge.
0: Did they leave the foosball?
2: I have no idea, but they took both ping pong tables out. So I've got to assume there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room. Lars. I'm taking Miami. Or I'm taking Minnesota minus three.
0: Larceny, Bourbon Locks, and Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number six. Hey, by the way, if you were going to play pool, ping pong, or foosball, which one would you go? Foosball. I'm foosball. Ping pong and foosball.
2: I'm ping pong. Nobody At hears pool? Time. That's a, yeah, a pool no, table.
0: You know, one of these numbers here. <laughs> Everybody go something else. Other- I thought pool would be unanimous here.
4: Mm-hmm. No? no? Or oh, billiards. I went Ball, oh, the ball State, John. We had a, uh, we had a, a foosball table. Yeah. In, in the house, we played oh, many, many games. I miss classes. At the because Chug. Of, yeah. that's
3: where that's where. I played foosball I right at
2: the, the too, My so. dad drank a lot in the garage, and he laid me on the ping pong table and went to bed. You guys have
0: one of those tables <laughs> where kid. you got the steel puck, and you slide it down, and you pour sand on it? What the hell is that? Shuffleboard. Is that shuffleboard you guys got yeah, one Yeah, that's for
2: rich people, though, John. We can't do that. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So,
0: really, so billiards, ping pong, or foosball... You guys would all rather do something other than billiards. Huh?
4: Yeah. That would have been my third.
0: I'm going to make that a Connecticut water question of the day coming up a little bit later on. I'm kind of shocked by that as we move on. Cincinnati at 1 o'clock on the road at New Orleans coming up on Sunday. Bengals are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take Joe Burrow back where he staked his claim to fame in the bayou. Take the Bengals on the road, Brent Halverson.
4: Yeah, I'm with you here. I really like this game a lot. I mean, it's only one and a half. Bengals laying one and a half on the road. New Orleans, I mean, look at Taysom Hill last week. He had four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he came out of nowhere, right? They're still struggling with all they kinds of things. to use him all of a sudden, well, they, right? Yeah. But, and they should have been all year, but uh, he's definitely one to keep an eye out. But I, li- I like Burrow here, and I uh, just shy of a field goal here. Bengals, uh, minus one and a half. Larceny, the lock of the week. Ryan Miller.
2: Very happy with the Bengals, minus one and a half. Ryan Nally. From my buddy Rick Chase and Joe Guy, I'm taking Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Rick and Joe, there you go. Courtesy of Nally, the Bengals. 1 o'clock to start. Cowboys on the road at the Giants. What in the hell is going on with the Giants? How about what they did to the Packers in London this past Sunday as well? They welcome in as five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I know Lamar Jackson had not been as good the past couple of weeks as he was to start out. I am
4: predicting a rebirth. Lay the five and a half, Brent. Give me the Ravens on the road. Yeah, you know, the, the Giants are four and one straight up. They're four and one against the spread. It, but, but Vegas has given them no love, right? They're, they're the home team here, and they're a five and a half point dog. Tells me all I need to know. I'm taking Baltimore with it, John.
2: Miller.
3: I'm sticking with Baltimore as well.
4: Nally.
2: I'm taking the G-men and those points at home. I am a believer.
4: All right, one o'clock to start for the
0: Buccaneers on the road at Pittsburgh. If there's one thing that I accurately told you before the start of the year that the Steelers were going to be crap tacular, and they have a one-and-four start. Questioning Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, questioning Mike Tomlin, the head coach, wondering which direction you're going to go. Obviously, with your first round pick at quarterback, or you're trying to win games. Can they win games? Yeah, TJ Watt and the injury. There's a lot of crap going on for this Crapwater team right now. That remains the same. On the road at Tampa Bay, eight point dogs. What's the last time? Do we know when the last time the Steelers were eight point dogs at home? Or I should say eight point
4: dog. Yeah, eight point dogs at home. It's probably been a while, John. Yeah, it's a lot of points. We
0: didn't look that up, but we're guessing it may have been a while. Hey, give me the Buccaneers and uh, go
4: ahead and subtract that eight for me coming up on Sunday. Brent. You know, this is one of those games, again, I just I don't really like it a lot. I mean, but, you know, Pittsburgh, they are horrible. They're 1-4 yeah. they're, they're against spread. They're 1-3-1 and one, straight up. I am going to take Pittsburgh here in this spot, plus 8. Um, Tampa's not been winning by much. Their defense is really good, though. They've been playing really t- tough. I think they're going to win the game. I think they win the game by 6-7 points. That doesn't cover 8. Give me Pittsburgh at home. Miller. At home dog.
3: Uh, eight points I didn't really like on that. At the same time, I think that's eight points that Pittsburgh's not going to be able to put up. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay, modesty. What do you got now, Tampa Bay? All right,
0: you got Carolina and the Rams. Carolina fired Matt Rule. They're moving on right now, and uh, they're on the road with the Rams. Here's the thing: at 405 coming up on Sunday, the Rams have been really unimpressive. To me, offensively, the defending Super Bowl champions. However, it occurs to me, even as 10 point favorites at home, that Carolina is an absolute mess. So if you were ever going to be worthy, of taking the Rams at home as 10-point favorites. I think this weekend would be the weekend, considering what's going on with the Panthers. So, hey, we'll go ahead and take the Rams, lay the 10 at home Sunday afternoon, Brent.
4: Yeah, again, not a, not a big game here for me, but uh, you know, the, both teams are 1-4 against the spread. Rams have looked horrible. They just I don't, I don't, I don't think they can beat anybody by 10. But Carolina is a dumpster fire. You're absolutely right. Right. I think if this is the time this is going to come out, I'll take the Rams with you lay the 10. What do we got, fellas?
3: I'm sticking with the Rams on this one. I don't like double j- numbers, but I'll take it the right. Carolina.
0: Right there with you, Nally. This
3: is my larceny lock of the week.
2: Rams minus 10. You like it that much? Love it. So you may have talked me into that. I Love didn't like it, it. that much. Love it. Yeah. It just. I seems. think they bounce back. I think they just show it and with all the... Their Everything offense has of?
0: just been kind of yeah. So this far. is
2: at home. They're gonna they're going they're gonna make the ship right here. I think.
0: Larceny Bourbon Locks Luna Azul Tequila Shots Week Six Four Hundred Five in Seattle with the Cardinals of Arizona and the Seahawks. Here's what I'm gonna do, and also drop in the Luna Azul Tequila Shot of the Week in Fantasy Football. I'm gonna take the plus two and a half, take the Seahawks at home, and give me Seattle tight end Will Disley as my Luna Azul tequila shots of the week in fantasy because Arizona can't do anything with tight ends and really nobody in that division can do anything with tight ends. And even though it's Geno Smith throwing the football, give me Will Disley tight end of the Seahawks as my Luna Azul tequila fantasy football shot of the week.
4: Brent I, like I like that. Uh, you know, my, my, uh, Luna Azul f- Shot of the week here as well. I kind of <laughs> showed my cards a little earlier. Eno Benjamin yeah. uh, coming in for Connor to play. So pick up Eno Benjamin. He's a hot play right now. I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to lay that two and a half on
3: the road. Get the W. What do you got, Miller? It's going to stay close, but I'm going to go Seattle. What do you got, Nally?
2: Hey, Kyle Luby. Is Kyle Luby in here? He's one of the biggest Seahawks fans I know. See it? There he is. Yeah, they, 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 they stick. All right, Kyle, if you're listening, I'm taking Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half. You can't
0: trust him. Can't trust the Cardinals.
2: I'm taking them. Can't trust them. Minus two and a half.
0: Yeah, I don't know, fellas. Larcery bourbon locks, Luna Azul tequila shots. I can't trust them. I don't like the Seahawks either, but I can't trust the Cardinals. All right, probably the biggest game of the weekend, right? At 425, the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Remember what happened a year ago in the postseason? How about the Chiefs getting two and a half points at Arrowhead? How many old fashions have we consumed not to go with that. Please give me Patrick Mahomes two and a half points. Circle the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Brent at Arrowhead, give it to me.
4: I think this is redemption right here. I think Josh Allen goes in there. You know, it's tough to go against Kansas City. Tough yeah. to go against Mahomes. They looked pretty bad last week against the Raiders. Josh Lasley's Raiders out there, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Josh Allen here. I think he's just in this bigger spot. I think it's going to be another explosive game. A lot of points in this game. I think uh, Buffalo gets a win. It's just shy of a field goal. Lay the two and a half, Buffalo Bills on the road. Ryan Miller.
3: Uh, I'm going to stick with Kansas City Chiefs on this one and the two minus two minus two and a half.
4: What do you got now? Wow,
0: Plus house and divided,
3: and we agree, Halvey,
4: again. Come on now. Wow. Come on now. That's
3: scary scary. Yeah.
2: So you like the redemption thing, too? Buffalo, I'm oh, taking the point. I'm, I'm laying the points. Uh, did, I, did I hear that Bills. the Bills are
3: looking at trying to get Christian McCaffrey this week? Was that a true thing, a true story? Or yeah. Well, that, I mean, people say that I, he's oh, on the I, trading Nick block. Told Nick told me that. And yeah. I was like, "Man, that would be." I, is I drink to-
0: it again. Well, I, I would guess. I mean, if you want somebody that's going to be, no, well, I mean, he will be. It's <laughs> just yet, a matter of yet. time. A matter of time. But I mean, more than single and Moss, I'm yeah. assuming. If you're Buffalo, you'd probably like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it is just a matter That'd of time. Terrifying. Luxury bourbon, Locks, Lunas, old tequila shots. Eight o'clock coming up on Sunday night on NBC. Uh, the Eagles against the Cowboys. Hey, listen, the Cooper Rush experience has been spectacular. Dak Prescott at some point will reemerge, but go ahead and lay the six. Give me the Eagles. There's a game that any Eagles team, good or bad, will ever get up for is going to be that game against the Cowboys. Lay the six. Give me Seriani's Eagles to fly on Sunday night, Brent.
4: You know, I've been uh, kind of back and forth in this whole Dallas team, but they keep pulling it out. Their defense is strong. Their defense is really good. They get really after the quarterback well. like they crazy. after it. Hurts is a tough one to get after. I think this is one of those field goal games. I actually think Philly wins the game by four. I'm going to take Dallas plus six on the road. That does kind of make sense. I still like the Eagles. What do you got, Miller?
3: I I think it's going to stay close. Philly might win, but I really like that plus six with Dallas. Six
2: points
0: too much for you, Nelly?
3: I've been on the Cowboys every single week, plus six.
0: Monday night within the AFC West, that Denver experience wasn't great, although the Colts got a win last Thursday night. Denver on the road at the L.A. Chargers. The one thing will be clear, because this happens in L.A., there will be more Broncos fans in there than there will be Charger fans. However, that will not matter. I mean, even with the myriad of injuries the Chargers are dealing with, you look at the absolute ineptitude of that Broncos offense and what Russell Wilson has looked like. I don't know if 10 plus days will be enough to make that thing right again. Lay the points at four and a half and give me the Chargers on Monday night, Brent at home.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, after watching that Denver game, I mean, they just ha- they can't get that offense going at all. Uh, the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers are, you know, they're four and one against spread, three and two straight up. I'm going to lay the four and a half here. I like this game a lot. This is my double shot of the week. City lock. Take the Chargers. What do you got, Miller?
3: I didn't know we were doing double shots. I double like shots. it. I, I'm going to stick with the double shot bet then and stick with the Chargers. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Now, By, by and, the end of this, that's was, like five shots we've had. I'm sticking now. with Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> yep.
0: I'll, I'll skate with Chargers. All right. So this is going to require you to look back, Brent. Last week, with you, did I pick the Colts game accurately? Do you remember? Because by my numbers, I am zero and five with the Colts this year.
2: This is really important. You had, you, had,
0: you had Denver
4: last year. I want you to week. think you I really I want
2: you to think really hard on this.
4: Nally and Miller both Z- had the Colts. Zero and five. You're owing
0: five. You are 0 5 you do not know that
2: I have that. The, I'm telling Last you, week what, you did. The, Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Colts. The <laughs> Colts have me royally. I
0: mean, royally Calm this down. season. <laughs> what I'm looking for is the re image. I am looking for, as I mentioned earlier, a rebirth with this Colts team. Uh, not so much on the field, but at least in my picks. And if you ever had the opportunity to get up for a team that has beaten you down, that has clowned you, that has kept you from reaching any serious goals in the past couple of years, holy hell, if you can't get up for that coming up on Sunday, then I don't know what you're going to get up for. And that's what we're looking at coming up on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. The Colts are... As of right now, here two and a half point favorites. I have them on one and a half. Are we going with two and a half? It's here? two and
4: a half on Caesars. Two, I pulled up the okay. Caesar line just to go. We'll off go
0: with Look. we'll go with two and a half. While two and a half is is right here, right now. We shall do that. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'll lay the number. I'm going to take the. The the Colts to rebirth with me and my picks and the Colts to turn things around, which what has been incredibly ugly against the Jaguars, especially as of late. Brent,
4: you're absolutely right, and I was I'm with you on the Colts, but I'm kind of I'm double I'm questioning myself now. If you're taking mm-hmm. them, you're 0 and five with them. I don't know what to do here, John. I'm kind of perplexed. Well, I don't. You, will. you
0: guys are all going to go opposite of my ass, but I'm not. I'm, I don't I'm, blame you. I'm
4: sticking with the Colts. I'll lay that two and a half. How, how, how
0: can you not? How can you not? You imagine how much I'm screaming on Monday if they lose. Oh, I mean, if they don't even hit this, if they don't qualify by hitting this number, how mad I'm going to be! Hey, John lose. Miller's
2: up next, and I promise you, he knows why you cannot. He's going to tell you. Uh,
3: <laughs> Miller, tell me all
2: about it then, please.
3: <laughs> no, I, I'm going to stick with the Colts too, especially now with the yelling. I don't want to get yelled at, so <laughs> I will stick with the Colts and the two and a half and. How it's, can it's you? Only, not? It's only two and a half points, and we they can get field goals. They're great at getting field goals, one per quarter. So. How can you not, Nellie? How can you not? I mean, really, you you should.
0: You need to beat the ass of this team right here. Okay,
2: I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Colts. It's two and a half. See what we got.
0: I like the (laughs) Nellie angles much better than mine. I go with the anger. He goes with everything's going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. And I'm taking the Colts.
4: Yes. All right, John. What's your uh, what's your Larceny Lock of the Week? I don't know if I if I pulled that out of there yet.
0: Um, well, I get to go back here, my Larceny Lock of the week was, and I know it's kind of odd too, because this is a team that's on the road in Cleveland and is getting points. New England. At the Browns. Wow. I don't know what I like about that, but I just like New England at it's, Cleveland. Is it called Bill Belichick?
4: Is that what hey, you like? No,
0: it, it doesn't because I'm just not you – know, certainly with Jacoby Brissett in, in Cleveland, I think people look at him better than they are. I think that matchup for New England is good, and I like the fact that they're getting two-and-a-half points on the road. So, yeah, my Larceny Bourbon Lock of the Week is New England
4: on the road at Cleveland. Right? I like the call I like to call Anybody else? Anything else we have going on here that we forgot about? That's Gentlemen. It. What's going on here? We've got uh, some big stuff coming up. Oh, the yeah, free spirit, for, right? oh yeah. yeah.
2: The Free Spirit. We are ready for Halloween. We've got a great Halloween co- costume contest yeah. with the band Country Summer. And I'm sure a lot well, of country people Country Summer? Tell yeah. me all about one this Country hot, Summer. One of the hottest bands in Indianapolis. I mean, really one of the hottest bands in the state. Really? Yeah, they Aren't are They amazing. play country? Absolutely. They play a lot of different <laughs> things, and they're really good. we have got a $300 first place uh Prize costume contest, hundred fifty second place. Do they want $50. me to come in here and sing? the dollars to Georgia for them. They could. You could have. He wanted. If you'd like oh, to join, I can make that happen. <laughs> fifty dollars for the worst costume. So you don't even have to just show. You just figure it out. It'd be the worst. I've always been curious.
0: If you want to play at the Free Spirit, do you gotta have a fiddle in the band? <sighs>
2: <laughs> no, no, but um, no, not necessarily oh, I'm playing. No, t- this. this is a good one. Got to have fiddle in the band. Uh, I
4: can do that too, if you want. So what constitutes I mean, a worst costume? Just not wearing one or is it just something
2: that's really? No, I mean, you got to actually wear a costume. But but it's, it's just got to say it could
4: be horrible. Okay.
2: It's yeah. Good. I mean, I could, I could throw some. Look at those pubic hairs on my face, like Miller's beard, half the time, and just roll around. That could nice. be a worst. Good one. I mean, that could be a bad costume. I just Winner show right up here. with a yeah, $50. Yay! Hey.
3: You know. I'll, I'll pay $50, and I would <laughs> <laughs> gladly shave my pubes and glue them in your face. right. You have no, I'll this pay $100 a, for this. This show's <laughs> taking a turn for the worse. What is <laughs> happening? Week number six. We got Joe's yeah. Westfield, yeah. Westfield, <laughs> Jones Westfield. We got Lit Soul playing. Nice. Lit Soul. We got Lizzo, we uh, yeah. the costume contest there. Yep. We got the costume contest over at Fisher's. Yep. Then we'll have the DJ karaoke that night. Yeah, we got and, a DJ uh, over Joe's Castle. It's gonna be a good part. shout out so to we'll Country that, Summer
0: right here. No, though. Country, country Summer between, here. Is, between
3: them all, like it's always fun because like yeah. we'll have like the band be in charge of kind of how they yeah. vote. Tim the Newman, lead of singer of, of Country Summer. Did is, they cover Mountain and, Music
2: by Alabama? I, I mean, you know, I'm not positive. I might have to ask him. Mm. But they're, they're 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 a hot band. They're really really good. And they're they play in a lot of festivals and they do a lot of different things.
0: All right, um, guys, I appreciate your week six, the Larson Bourbon Locks and Luna Zool Tequila Shots. Yeah. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. And we everybody.
2: will, hey, John, thanks for having us. You got it, guys. Free spirit. I, I might be Castle back to join town. you at 5 o'clock with. with I think you probably should. Right I've, got, I've got, right. got a Jets
4: here. has got a big uh, sectional volleyball big sectional game. Sectional volleyball Up game in from Mount Vernon in so Yorktown. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so uh, now he's going to close out for me. Right? All you got it, buddy. I That's appreciate you, man. man. Brent
0: Holverson right there. the bourbon, locks, lunas, oil, tequila shots. We'll take a break and come back. We're at the free spirit. We're in Castleton. We got Mike Chappell, top of the hour and a whole lot more right here on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
1: The Ride with JMV. Collect them, trade them, or just enjoy them. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome back, Free Spirit, Castleton. We're across 82nd Street right here from Costco, if you want to come and join us. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Old Tequila Shots. We did our Week 6 picks just a moment ago. Good to see everybody here. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be in Broad Ripple. Average Joe's in Broad Ripple is where we're going to be on a Bud Light Blue Friday. We're going to have Jaguars Colts tickets to give away. We'll be in Broad Ripple coming up with Bud Light. That is coming up on tomorrow's show. So absolutely be there. Mike Chappell will join us coming up at the top of the hour. I guess the good news today, Jonathan Taylor back at practice. So people are thinking should be good to go coming up on Sunday. That would be much needed. And what I said regarding the Colts, going back to our picks just a moment ago, it holds true. I mean, at some point, (laughs) at some point, you just got to do. And then on the other hand, if you don't, at some point, we're just going to believe you're incapable of doing it against that team. Now, you're just thinking about what took place in week two, or you're thinking about what took place in January, the final week of the season last year. But there was no picture perfect game when they took care of Jacksonville when they were here last fall. If you remember that, they had to have a defensive stand, had to hang on there too. So, this Jacksonville team, albeit the past couple of weeks, not what we witnessed them doing against, for example, the Colts in week two, or going out doing what they did against the Chargers the week after that, yeah, it's kind of slowed down since the competition still, well, at least as of the week prior against the Eagles was good. It wasn't good last week against Houston. That was just a bad loss. But. It is time to get over on that team that has clowned, that has joked, that has gotten over on you and kept you from realizing goals and has kept you uh, the butt of criticism around here. I mean, it is, it is tough. Can you imagine on a Monday, for example, if this team goes out there and doesn't play well against Jacksonville, I mean, coming off of what we know already? Hey, listen, I'm not suggesting it's out of the realm of possibility. But again, at at some point as a team, I mean, you really start to question, don't you, even more so if you haven't already throughout the year, which most of you have, the the leadership, if you can't go out there at home major focused and do something you haven't done in a while against a team, that, granted, you have to, you need to. So that was my thought, and honestly... Looking at the Colts so far this year, it has been whack. There's no doubt what they have done against the AFC West. I mean, given the fact Denver and that game was awful last week. okay, but what they did against Kansas City. It's funny you watch Kansas City against the Raiders this past week, and you're probably thinking how in the world with this offense, how in the world with Travis Kelsey scoring four touchdowns did the Colts do to that offense, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, what they did to that offense. How'd they do that? These are things that you're going to have to start falling in line. Hey, with the offensive line, for example, if it's communication, it's time to figure that communication out. Because if it, if it becomes more of an offense that is a struggle, then we're going to be looking at it more than just communication. Because right now, I can not view it that way. But to me, it's just a flawed offensive line. It's just guys that have been completely overvalued. How about going pretty far and changing that opinion that most of us have on this team? And even coming off a win against Denver last Thursday night, you know, a similar opinion that we all have about this team. How about getting that in gear? And it just, if you're ever going to do it, that would be on Sunday, to get that first division win, to beat somebody that you haven't beaten in a while, to beat somebody that's had your number and really has put you in a horrific spot. I I mean, it's it's time to get loose on somebody here. And if you don't, under those circumstances, then I think, as we're all probably questioning right now, you just wonder if this team's capable of getting loose against anybody. And maybe that's the case. I think a lot of that tail of the tape... We're going to find out about this group coming up on Sunday. I mean, a lot of it. You know, all this talk, all of what we hear, you know, know, do they, listen, it shouldn't take the coach to motivate you to beat a team that has kept you from realizing goals. And then when they were doing it in January, laughed about it, laughing, joking, having a good time at your expense. Shouldn't take the coach and motivational words to do it. I guess, as a Colts fan, you should expect a great deal. I just don't altogether know if that's what you're going to get coming up on Sunday. But you're damn, damn straight. Better need to. No doubt about that. Hey, ALDS game number two going on in Houston. Seattle with an RBI single. 2-1 over the Astros right now in the fourth inning. Now, granted, they looked really good against the Astros in game one up until that final inning with Robbie Ray in there, and that didn't end well for them. But 2-1 over the Astros. Game number two of the best of five ALDS ongoing right now. In Houston. Meantime, if you were expecting the Yankees and Cleveland coming up later on tonight, that game has been postponed due to rain. It will be rescheduled for coming up tomorrow afternoon. So you got that one game on the schedule in the ALDS, which is Seattle right now, the 2 1 advantage over the Astros down in Houston. Fantastic game last night. If you hung up to watch the Padres and the Dodgers and the Padres evening up that series, that best of five in the National League at a game apiece with their win um, over the Dodgers last night. That was a fun baseball game to watch all the way around. And then the Braves got even with the Phillies in the National League with that win yesterday down in Atlanta. That best of five tied at a game apiece as the venue changes from Atlanta and it is going back to Philadelphia what's that oh who's who's in there right now oh castillo oh that's one of the reasons why yeah I mean one of the reasons why I take Seattle right now is I guess my postseason team is because of Luis Castillo and because of Eugenio Suarez little Reds flavor right I mean the Reds fans got to find something somewhere right That's that's all I'm left is trying to find something somewhere. Hey, quick break, and we shall return. We'll do some calls if you want to on the other side at (laughs) 239-1070. email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. You can also hit me up via Twitter and inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Thank you guys for watching, listening, and participating as always. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. The latest injury concerns, the red jerseys for a couple of Colts players, Naeem Hines being one. Jonathan Taylor being back, and the expectation with that rematch against the Jaguars coming up on Sunday. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, he will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Live with the Free Spirit, we are in Castleton on a Larceny Bourbon Locks and a Luna Tequila Shots Thursday for week number six with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan
1: the ride with jmv fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life so 93.5 and 107.5 the fan hey welcome back to
0: castleton large city bourbon lox and to keep tequila shots week number six at the free spirit in castleton across from costco on 82nd street got time to join us here thank you to brent Halverson. thanks everybody to watching and participating inside the lounge via youtube live nally and miller with their picks a little bit earlier too yeah, you got the Thursday night game is Washington on the road at Chicago. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Commanders, what was it, like nine years, I think, in Chicago as a linebacker. He played for the Bears when I was a fan back in the day of the Bears. Because remember, I, I grew up, well, I'm 52 going to be 53. I grew up basically when I first started recognizing sports was, you know, around four and five probably more so five than than anything else. And, you know, I remember those early early days of being a Reds fan with the back-to-backs with the big red machine, the early days of being an IU fan when they won it all and went unbeaten back in 1976, Um, as well as um, the Bears. They drafted Walter Payton back in 1975. Uh, He goes down as one of my favorite all-time players, and I was essentially a huge Bears fan even when they were bad. Now, granted, it helped out because where I was from down in Greene County, we watched on CBS. We had CBS Channel 10, and then back in the day, NBC had the NFL broadcast as well. So you got the AFC on NBC and on Channel 2. But even when the Bears were terrible, you always, in that noon back then, start, would get Bears games, and obviously I was a huge Bears fan. And then they really turned the corner with Mike Ditka and McMahon and Peyton and Buddy Ryan and that defense in the 84 season. Uh, Obviously, you win a Super Bowl 20 in the 85 season. But um, and then once you start you know, doing this, I think it kind of faded after the Eric Kramer era at quarterback. Uh, the Bears fandom started to fade for me, and then you have to concentrate on other things. You just don't really, you know, have the time. But uh, no, I was a big-time Bears fan back in the day, and remember Ron Rivera very well with that Bears defense and the winners. Of Super Bowl 20 under Buddy Ryan. And again, you got the Commanders. He's the head coach of Washington. Get the Bears coming up at Soldier Field in Chicago later on tonight. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, let's jump ahead to Sunday, that one o'clock start, and a rematch for the Colts and the Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 joins us. I guess we kind of find ourselves here again, don't we? It's if this team can't do this now. When are they going to be able to do it? I mean, no, all the history, all that we know in recent history and this team's failures against Jacksonville, if you can't do it with knowing the past, momentum, all of this crap, when are you ever going to be able to do it? And I guess, Mike, we find ourselves kind of talking that way leading up to Sunday with this group.
5: Yeah, it, it's, it's, and, and we've talked about we We knew the AFC Seattle was going to be gettable. But this is a division that's going gonna, gonna to force you to be a contender because I, I just don't see someone getting on that hot run like Tennessee did last year until they lost Henry. I just think whether you want to or not, you're going to be involved in it. But, geez, I mean, take advantage of the fact that you've played really poorly for five games and you're right there. They were within yeah. a, a two-yard pass from being in first place. Uh, but at some point, you have to quit worrying about, well, you know, they lost and they lost. No, how about you take care of your business? You've got look, – look at this schedule. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Washington, New England, and even the Raiders before before you get Philly on, on November 20th, whatever it is. So it's there. But, but you have to start playing better. The defense is probably playing maybe a notch above where we anticipated, maybe – I don't know. But the offense is just a mess, and you know what numbers you want to use. Seven straight games at the less with twenty points or fewer. This is the fewest points in five games since Peyton's rookie year. Yeah. You just can't survive in the NFL doing that with twenty-one sacks and you know the turnovers and eleven fumbles by the quarterback. You know throwing darts on the board for your offensive line. I I just it's there for them, but at some point they need to, to you know, kind of hitch up their pants and take advantage of it. To so Mike
0: Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine, Colts Jaguars coming up on Sunday. That's a one o'clock start at Lucas Oil Stadium. I start with a ride to kick off in the Bullseye Event Center coming up at nine a.m. On Sunday morning, um, are we at a point we've heard, you know, excuses? It's communication. We've heard excuses. You know, it's, you know, the the acclimation process. We've heard excuses, you know, guys being out. All these excuses. Are are we not, though, at the point where, offensively speaking, and in particular, Mike, with his offensive line, it is what it is? Are we not there right now? Or is there still a really legitimate opportunity for them to prove us
5: wrong? Well there's plenty of time I mean you know there's 12 games left but but you know if, if ever there's gonna be a, a chance of, of communication issues it's when you're mixing up your offensive line this isn't like these guys you know the, the, the group that that started the season and played so poorly they were together all off season there, there was there should have been no reason for miscommunication well now when you change guys around does anything scream? desperation more than changing three offensive linemen on a short week where you have like two offers. I mean, right. th- th- that just says, well, this isn't working. Let's try something else. So, you know, and, and it would have been, it would have been crazy. The definition of insane to keep the line in place. So they had to do something, but to change three guys, I, they, you know they've they quit calling me for advice, probably for a lot of reasons. But I would have left Braden Smith at right tackle. Me too. I know they moved him. I, I know they moved him inside. For, and, and Frank's explanation made a lot of sense. They wanted to, you know, strengthen the run game inside, and, and they got some some decent runs inside. But boy, the the protection on the edges was atrocious, and I would. <laughs> I would kind of give up some good runs inside to keep my quarterback from getting pummeled. So, I, you know, will they keep the same group this week? I don't know. I, again, I would put Braden Smith back at right tackle, and I would find whether you want to put Pryor inside the guard, okay. I wouldn't. I would try to find whether Dennis Kelly can play guard or Will Fries, whatever. I know, I know Will Fry struggled when he went in there for Danny Penner. I would rather try to make do – at right guard than, then hamper two positions at right guard and right tackle. Uh, Jacksonville's got two pretty good outside rushers and they kind of exerted pressure. The last game they played, I mean, Ryan was hit 10 times. Uh, so I, I don't know, but once you go down this road, you know, it, it, it's hard to know how you're going to find any continuity when you're changing all the time. And, you talk to these guys, and the, the one position they say you've got to have continuity is the offensive line where they, they couldn't stick with what they had. But, boy, the last thing you want to do is change week to week. And keep in mind, th- these changes are not because of injury. It's because of performance. Uh, yes, there's time to get it fixed, but what have they shown you to think they can get it fixed?
0: And, Mike, this is, and I, I've said this all week, and I really going back to last week, this is their foundation. I mean, this is the roots of the foundational build of Chris Ballard, and it has been a failure as we look at it right now. And as I mentioned, that's not just bad in the right now, but that's bad for the foreseeable future because of the way this team is constructed and constructed financially.
5: Well, but you but you can you can fix it in the off season. I mean, you got anybody body left tackle. I know it's they're not just hanging around, but you can invest money in the left tackle, or, or I don't think you'll draft one because you've got to be drafting a quarterback probably. But I, I think that – see, this, I, I don't believe that giving Quentin, Quentin Nelson $20 million a year will keep them from doing anything. They can still do, still do whatever they want in the offseason, at tackle. And, and then you're going to have to find a right guard. But I, I think that's – we've said all along that that's the one position that you're going to have to find a free agent or a – but a, but their center third. and
0: right tackle haven't been any good to the point where you well, had to I, move I one around that. on the inside. I but, I, I, that, I guess I look at it differently. I mean I look at but, this as a major where, fail. Where
5: I, that's one where we go that I, that I would go on the on the track record of several yeah. years and and they'll play better. Now. Ryan Kelly needs, needs to play better. He, he has struggled whether it's an injuries or whatever. He's not played all uh, pro bowl level. But you know, he's done it in the past and you know, Quentin will you know, Quentin will be Quentin and if you get right if you get Kelly and then Braden Smith back at right tackle and then you then you find an answer at left tackle. I, pro football focus it came out you can, whether you believe in them or not, a lot of people do. They came out with their offensive line rankings today and the Colts are thirty second. I mean that's last. <laughs> Yeah. And that you know, and how do you argue against that? You say, yeah, I've seen him play for five games, and they've been pretty bad. You know, twenty-one sacks and all the hits, and and it's kept Matt Ryan from being who he needs to be, and 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 he's played poorly, and he's played poorly. Some of it on his own. There've been times he's had time in the pocket, and those two interceptions at Denver just were hard to watch. So it, it's now how how the offensive line ineffectiveness is, is impacting him. I think at some level it has to, but I just don't see how this offense gets out of its own way until the offensive line can start, yeah. you know, giving them something of a running game and giving them something, you know, one big thing that's missing in the passing game are shots downfield. They've got one pass, I think of 40 yards. And that was last week against Denver without like Pierce. How do you push the ball down the field? When you can't pass protect, so it, it's just that that cycle. And the only way to get out of the cycle is to have the offensive line play better. And if if that roughs their feathers, that that, that will be critical. We're or then play better.
0: You know, you mentioned last week. Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine joins us. as you know they moved around the offensive line, and you know you talked about how they wanted to move. I guess their theory was you move Braden Smith on the inside and be able to to run block better. Um, And obviously Matt Pryor got absolutely worked over on the edge. And herein lies an issue coming up on Sunday, because not only do you have tremendous edge rushing capabilities with the Jaguars in mind, but if you remember going back to week two, they did a lot of things uh, through stunts and twists where they came up on the inside and more times than not. And certainly more where we look at it and you go, Oh, wow guys came without being touched at Matt Ryan. And you consider, all right, so you think the outside is broken, well, all of a sudden the inside is broken. That's when you really start searching for answers that maybe you just don't have
6: right now.
5: Well, and, and again, when you start changing your right guard maybe again, then then maybe Jackson says, well, let's see how much this guy is in tune. We're going to start running some some stunts inside and see if they pick it up. See the running back. Again, some of the protection has been the running back, not sliding in, taking a blitzer, but – but so much it was on the offensive line, and yes, they miss Jack Doyle. They do for the run game and all that. But but they knew all of this going into the season. That, that's see, part of the problem is not part of it, the, the main problem with the offensive line is they knew all these issues going into the se- going into the off season, not the season, the off season. They knew Jack Doyle retired. They knew that Eric Fisher wasn't coming back, and and they they sort of you know I still think that the big mistakes they made was they there there wasn't open competition at left tackle, and there wasn't open competition at right guard. The, you know, Pinter at right guard and, and Pryor at left tackle, th- that was their spots. You know, Ryman never really was considered, uh, you know, an opening day threat at left tackle for, for a lot of reasons, and, and rightly so. But it, it's – and now here here we are, and you just can't go out and find players. You know, they, they brought in a guy – Who's uh, has uh, you know a ton of experience? naseki I think his name is Ty naseki but he has no you know he's got no foundation on, on on the offense. It's going to take him a while. But what do you expect of a guy to come in and play and play well? I mean, maybe Dennis Kelly finally gets a, a shot in the next few weeks, but it, it, it's just it's just kind of hard to to see how they come out of this. Because Bernhard Ryman is going to have issues at left tackle. He just is. But it's clear that they're willing to, to deal with his growing pains as opposed to sticking with Matt Pryor, who just wasn't working at left tackle. Mike Chapel of
0: CBS 4 and Fox 59. He's with us. All right. I've had at least some lighthearted debate earlier this week about the play through the first five weeks of the season. From Matt Ryan. I don't think he's been any good. Now, do I understand (laughs) that he's been under siege the entire time? Absolutely. But as we talked last week, when you sit in the press box for two games, you kind of see what also, when he's not under siege, he has missed. Throws he has missed, receivers he's missed. Yeah, I don't think he's been very good. Others are, have the tendency to give him a break on this because of the low-level play of the offensive line. Where do you stand on the type of play we've seen from Matt Ryan through the first five weeks?
5: Probably not as critical as you are, but but he's been part of the problem, too. I mean, 11 fumbles. And that figure is a little, a little bit bloated because he had like four at Houston. Remember, he had four in the center snaps. But, okay, that's still seven. He's had seven fumbles on, uh, on sacks, and the interceptions are just – you sit there. We were talking on our, our, our podcast on Fox 59 today. I remember when Luck was here and Clyde Christensen was a court or was a quarterback coach, and I talked to Clyde that when Luck would throw those bonehead throws that he always did, I told Clyde, you want to stop the game and go to the quarterback and say, okay, Walk me through, what did you see there? Why why did you think that was a good throw? That's what those two, at Denver, were. you're thinking, what were you doing? Because in each case, yeah, it's a busy passing pocket. They always are. But he had time. And he can't compound the the protection and the lack of running game by, by being so careless with the football. He's already had, he's got as many interceptions as Carson Wentz did. Uh, you just, yeah, I, I think he. But then again, he, he's he's brought him back to, to, with a chance to win four games. You know they're three and two if a kicker makes a 42 yard field goal. As bad as they played at Houston, and and he gave him a chance against Tennessee. Although he was one of the reasons they were behind 24 to three. So it, it's I understand what you're saying, <laughs> and yes, he's part of the problem. But at least he's given him a chance.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like with this team, too, and I I guess this is the way that that I not only viewed but wanted to view this team or, you know, me or fans expected to view this team. But it seems like as we go on week after week, the bar gets lowered on expectations and what's going to be okay. Well, if this happens, it's going to be okay. Well, if you get this this week, it's going to be okay. Well, if you get, you know, four field goals this week, it's going to be okay. And this is not what people signed up for. This Uh, is not what people signed up to watch this season. And that's, that's more than just unfortunate. And, you know, this falls, you know, at the feet of a lot of people and certainly starting with Ballard and Reich.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, you know, if they go eight-eight and one, that might be enough to win the division. I mean, really, that's where we are. I mean, really. Yeah, it is.
0: That, that's exactly right, Mike. That's exactly how the bar gets lowered. And or, oh, great, great. Because people say this, Mike, to me all the time. Well, you know, I just expect this team to to take off mid-season because that's what they always do. That's what they did a year they ago. And it's like what? there's this well, there's this great celebration of last year. And I don't know about you. I thought it sucked. I mean last year sucked at the beginning. it really sucked at the end. I mean there was no visions of greatness last year. it was just no, what we're doing was, right was, now. There, it was a team was, on a given week getting
5: by and that's not there, how it's supposed were, to there be There were visions there were visions in des- early December that they were a pretty good team. They were running the hell out of the ball and and now they weren't throwing at all but but you know it, it was you know no one, no one wants to play this team in in January well. <laughs> then this team took care of that by not playing in January. So it, it's just but, – but you're right. I mean, we all talked in the offseason in training camp. The yeah. expectations were there. And, and, and they were as – you know, the, the young, of course, the younger is always optimistic. And, and, and he should be. You know, because financially he's kind of giving them what they need. But it, it, it's crazy where this team is now. All of a sudden, I don't think they, the receivers and the tight ends – are that big of a problem they're playing pretty well but this offensive line which is the pillar uh, of your franchise again just look yeah. you said on how much money you've got sunk into it and i, I it, it's something that you can't fix with new bodies during the season it's what you go got you go out and re-sign eric fisher okay well right now i'd take eric fisher at left tackle i i would but th- this is what you've got, and they've got to find out a way to fix this to where, for right now, this would be, be good enough. And, again, in this division, they don't have to be 30 points a game and, and just clicking. They just need to score more than 20, for crying out loud, to be competitive.
0: Tell me, Carrie Fisher would have been good enough at right tackle on Thursday <laughs> night right there. She's no, no it's, longer it's,
5: with us. And, and again, the, 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 <laughs> I would yeah. put Braden Smith back out there, right, tackle. Do you put prior at right guard? or I, I don't know I don't, unless don't you bring it. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I,
0: here's the thing. And I know that there's a smallish sample size here, but are you at all thinking about Pinner at center, and if it's not Pinner at center, which I know they won't do, and Frank had mentioned, I think, yesterday, or maybe yeah. the day before, maybe it was yesterday, they haven't considered it. Okay, so that's not going to happen. Would, would you put Pinner back at right guard? Because I, I would be with you. Last week, I would have had Pryor playing right guard and Smith at right tackle, so I certainly would have Smith back at right tackle on this, but... Um, what, what do you do with Pryor? Do you, because of his level of play, take him out of the equation and restart Pinner there? Is it Will Fries? Is it still That's Kelly? Right. Do you trust him at center right
5: now? you got so many ridiculous questions about that line to ask. Well, and, and right now you're putting Matt Pryor in a position to fail because it didn't, you know, he, he spent the all off season working at left tackle, which he'd only started at once. So now you put him at right tackle, which is more of a natural position, but he hasn't worked at it for a while. And now you're going to put him at, if you put him at right guard, it's, it's, you're, you're just putting a guy in position to fail. And I, but, but is, is he a better option inside than Fries or Pinter, who, who lost his job early? So I don't know. It, it's not where you need to be. Again, this isn't, they're not making these moves because of injuries. They're making it because of performance. And it's okay when you got one guy you're trying to, to, to fix or hide, if that's the word you want to use, but not when you've got holes all over the place. And, and again, I come back, to uh, Ryan Kelly needs to start playing better. And I'm, I'm sure he knows it. And, and I, I just think Braden Smith has had a couple of a rough moments, but I think he's got a track record of being pretty good. I, you know, I If they had the answers, they wouldn't be changing three guys on a short week. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of hard questions out there. And you're looking at answers that you're that you're not 100% sold on because the guys you're looking to haven't played very much. And if they've played, they've not played well.
0: It makes you wonder, um, do you, hey, do you go back at all and think about if, if they thought at all this offensive line was going to play this way,
5: what would have they have done at quarterback? Well, that's a good question. I, first of all, I, I can't imagine them sitting there in in March saying, "Boy, you know, this offensive line might really suck this year." I, I, I just that's the <laughs> yeah. one. That's the it, one may, area. it may rank last by
0: PFF going into week number six. <laughs> so yeah,
5: well, I just, and that's the one that all the things we talked about in the off season very seldom did we say? You know, now what happens if this offensive line isn't very good? That really never came up because you had three guys that you were really sold on and n- none of us were, hap- were, were were feeling good about left tackle. I-, I don't remember many people saying, you know, I think Pryor can do this. It was This is what they're doing. And yeah, this, well, my my idea
0: is still better than Chris's idea, by the way. Moving Quentin well, I- Nelson over there is still a, a better idea than his idea of actually putting Matt Breyer out there.
5: We do recognize that, right? And I can't argue, I, I want to argue with you but I can't. I, I just can't because <laughs> but so but and again all they've done is, is kind of fuel that yeah. you know topic you like to run with. And again but but you, you just have to have some kind of continuity and I just I hope Bernard Reiman plays better in mean, the first half was about as bad as you can play. And he admitted it. I think he settled down some in the second half and overtime, but boy, there were so many instances where Browning and and Bradley Chubb just walked him back into Feasted, the quarterback. Yeah. And you know, I'm giving him a break because he hadn't played much, and he missed he missed the like the last two weeks prior to that. That, that again shows you the desperation. They put a rookie out there who, who basically didn't play the last two weeks, but the previous two weeks because of an ankle injury. So it, it's 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 not. The least bit ideal to be in the situation to where you're just kind of shuffling and hoping. That's you know that, that's that's a you know a, a recipe to fail. But you just hope you see something to where the quarterback has a chance to, to do stuff. The running back, whether it's Taylor or Hines or Dion Jackson or Philip Lindsay, can they're just not getting buried in the backfield. Uh, just act like an offense that can operate without five sacks and three holding penalties, and you know four tackles for losses, and you know, and, and give the defense some some help because the defense is playing pretty well right now.
0: So Mike Chapel with us, all right. Jonathan Taylor back at practice today. That's a good expectation for Sunday. The latest on Naheem, the latest on Taekwon Lewis, the latest on Shaquille Leonard, anything we learned today? I know we'll probably learn more coming up tomorrow, certainly, but anything learned today.
5: No, other than you know, Naheem still now Taekwon Lewis is he didn't have the red jersey on, so he's progressing through protocol. Naheem still had the red jersey on today. Uh, but he's got time. The thing with Taekwondo let's keep in mind also that he had an extra week. He, he was out last week, so he's had more time. Shaquille, we've not seen him. I'm still surprised they didn't IR him because he's going to – I was told he's going to need surgery on his on his nose. That may take a game or two more, so you very quickly you lose him for four games. Taylor, I don't know, he, he, he practiced today. Uh, we talked to him today, and he didn't give us much – to go on, but if he come back and practices tomorrow, I think he's good to go. And I sort of, I sort of expect Naheem to be out there tomorrow without the red jersey, and then he can pass through protocol. But with, with I tell you, with concussions, they're not messing around with it. And if he's not ready, if he shows any signs at all, he's not playing. Who's going to be the
0: Ashton Doolin replacement?
5: Well, I guess Hatman on offense, but they're gonna miss him on special teams. Whether that's Dallas Flowers or somebody. I mean it's he's one of those guys that you don't really appreciate until he's gone. He he's he has sort of turned into that pass goal receiver where he makes he just makes tough catches, important catches. But they're slowly chipping away at special teams players are losing and they have played pretty well on special teams so far. You hate to see him lose you know, had those gashing plays in special teams because they're losing big players. So that's a pretty big loss for four games.
0: So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Always a pleasure. So we'll get the bird's eye view coming up on Sunday. If, if you can't get it done and get up for this, then I do not know what you can get done and get up for coming up on no, Sunday. Work, There's a lot, lot riding on
5: this. They won four straight and eight out of nine at home against Jacksonville. Mm. So, but keep it going because if you, if you don't, then you got Tennessee the next week, and, and then the season very quickly slips away, even in a bad division. No doubt. I'll see you up at the Press Box Sunday, Mike. Thank you. Look forward
0: to it. It's uh, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. There's a lot to digest right there. We'll double back and get with you. The Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day coming up a little bit later on, too. We're live at the Free Spirit in Castleton across 82nd Street from Costco right here. Good crowd on hand for this Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Of course, Jennifer, I've got something in front of me right here. Thank you for watching, participating, and listening. Tomorrow, Broad Ripple we go. Average Joe's on a Bud Light Blue Friday with Jaguars, Colts tickets to give away. That is coming up tomorrow. Average Joe's in Broad Ripple. Back with you coming up on the other side. Somebody's going to get 50-50 in betting and dining. The Harris Hoosier Park race of the day and more
1: coming up. Don't leave. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Free spirit on a Larceny Bourbon Locks Luna's Old Tequila Shots Thursday here. Week number six. We did a little bit earlier. There's my guy Luis Castillo on the hill. Bottom of the sixth inning, two outs. Nobody on with the Mariners stake to a 2-1 advantage. Game two, best of five. Down 0-1 to the Astros. That come from behind, ninth inning for the Astros. Really, the difference of things would be looking a heck of a lot different right now in this best of five. Castillo, the former red leg, pitching into... uh, Alvarez just dumping one in. Was that Alvarez it that did no No, it No, Alvarez, Alvarez is on deck. Alvarez was yeah. the guy that uh, got him uh, going back bin, to that week. That yeah, week number, uh, I should say week, that uh, game number one. But again, Castillo, two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. The Astros are runner on, and Alvarez is coming to the dish. That's the lone Divisional Series game going on today because the Yankees and Cleveland rained out a little bit earlier. That will be made up, obviously, coming up tomorrow afternoon. Free Spirit in Castleton. Nally returns with us as well. What do you got on tap again coming up tonight? Uh,
2: coming on to, the, uh, well, at Joe's Castle, we got Kelly Eisenhower playing. I love Kelly amazing. Eisenhower. Love him. Amazing. Uh, the Free Spirit, just do, we do normal business, man. That's you uh, you guys are nice. uh, do DJs? What's, what's up here? No, we do live bands. Live bands oh, coming every, up here tonight, every too? Every Saturday night. What, what's, yeah, just the normal, normal uh, thing Chase, tonight, though. Yeah, Chasing Katie is playing this Saturday, I yeah. believe. Great rock and roll band. Um, When's Country Summer coming here? Because i got to get up here. And... Summer would be Saturday, October 29th. And oh, that's yeah. going to be our Halloween costume party. Right on. That's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun night. I'll
0: be doing the JMV takeover Halloween style on the 29th too. Little All Sammy. All the 80s music. Sammy Terry interaction. My buddy Brian Shaw
2: down me. there in Cabo doing the uh, Sammy's 75th birthday. Yeah, match. Sammy
0: Hagar turned 75. Yeah. I think today, right? So yeah, shout
2: out to Brian Shaw. That is
0: probably
2: no, he didn't. Did he do that again? Did he? Do- he
0: just did. Alvarez just, just got the Mariners. Again, I feel like MVP is about to happen. Incredible. So they just go down 2-1 to up 3-2, and that was Luis Castillo in the bottom of the sixth inning giving up. Unfortunately, that two-run I mean, I mean, go-ahead homer. He's an ex-red. Easy, man. Easy. <laughs> you know he's going to give <laughs> up. That's ridiculous. I, I mean, I guess there's going to be a point in time when maybe you're not going to pitch to him there. I know you don't put the tying run on second in that situation, but that shows the importance because the at-bat before, you know, it was just kind of a little dumper, little duck snored into right field that kept the inning alive. And Alvarez goes deep. Houston now a 3-2 lead over the Mariners bottom of the sixth inning with two outs. All right. So you got that. And uh, what else is happening coming up this weekend? Anything else?
2: Uh, Joe's Westfield. Uh, we got Jay Baker, who's a great band on Friday night. We've got uh, Saturday now. We got Copper Stills. Which nice. I believe that's uh, Tim Newman's secondary band. He's part of that. Yeah, it's fun.
0: You guys always got I haven't seen Tommy on.
2: Sutton today. Tommy S Couches. normally comes out on a Thursday, but Tommy I haven't Sutton seen him either. He's yeah. Usually he's around.
0: No Tommy yesterday, but no, we had uh, a great group as we normally do after here today. He's
2: been so. working a bunch. What's up, Rick Miller, with your Bears? <laughs> Over there bowling.
0: Well, Nelly, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. A little little, little Cuban action I, on I the way home. I think so,
2: yeah. I think you're going to get it.
0: That's what I'm talking about We're going right to be, there. We're
2: going to be tuning in on Saturday night. I appreciate watching that. Watching or listening to mm-hmm. you with the 80s. Man, it's growing. It is it's, growing. It's amazing. I don't know if anybody's ever heard it, but it's... You sit around a fire pit if you're not out and about and throw it on. It's just we, you being you, as is, is funny as it is. We and then everybody.
0: Yeah. In. See, that's what we found out, man. I mean, the Saturday night with music is kind of like this show with callers. Yeah. People, I mean, people say, well, with music radio, it's tough now because you have all these different avenues in which to listen. You have on demand, whatever you want it for you, but it's different. When people call a radio station and hear themselves requesting Constantly. a song, man. Yeah. I mean it
2: happened all the time in the eighties and nineties.
0: Exactly. Exactly and that was it. And then you know you get away from it with voice tracking and people not being live. but yeah. we have absolute we've we've hit we've hit a vein right here it, that people stu- have missed stuff, and want back. Now I uh, granted, there's probably a younger group, a younger section that don't really get it because they didn't grow up with it like we did. But certainly people Younger, A younger demographic than us and the older demographic than us all I, you know, get it, knowledge.
2: You say that, but I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. I just—I think people like playing the DJ. Go to a party. Tell me one
0: person that goes to any party that does not have visions of wanting to be the DJ. I don't know the majority Everybody. of the parties
2: I go to. I see a lot of visions. And it's, Everybody visions are, wants to the be visions the DJ, are, man. The visions and that's, are that's
0: what I do on Saturday. I, <laughs> I let people be the DJ. Yeah. Is this what we and do? it's fun. <laughs> it is fun, man. Hey, for and, you're, and
2: you're a great host. I thank love you. it. I appreciate I that.
0: It. Nally, thank you. Absolutely. Free spirit as always. Absolutely. Ryan Nally right there. The free spirit in Castleton off 82nd Street across. From Costco. We'll come back. Our Harris Hoosier Park race of the day and a lot more for you inside the lounge via YouTube Live as well as the stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
1: The ride with JMV.
6: Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot
3: cooler if you did. <laughs>
1: 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan
3: No, you got
0: some Doobie Brothers for me right there. I gotta crank that up Thank you, Kyle Congrats to Matthew The winner of today's harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day VIP Prize Package 50-50 in bedding and dining at harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson Matthew, shout out to you all I want to do is a boom, boom, boom and a boom, boom. Um, that was your winner today. The win was three dollars. The place two ten showed at two twenty. Best of you, placed at three dollars. Showed at two sixty. Faded fire showed at three twenty. That two dollar to payout gave you 50 forty fifty cent trifecta payout went for forty four ninety five. That is your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Mariners batting. Bottom, uh, check that. Top of the seventh inning now in Houston with a runner on and one down. You know, I mentioned last inning too. They had that advantage. They were up two to one. Uh, Alvarez comes up with a runner on, and, and really the only reason that run that inning uh, was extended was because kind of just a uh, seeing eye single, if you will. Um, Over the second baseman there into right field. And that kind of set the stage for Alvarez to do what Alvarez has been doing so far in the first two games of this series. And that is coming up and coming up big. Runner on second, Mariners. Top of the seventh inning. Two outs, still batting right there. Actually, runner on first. I'm sorry. And uh, two outs in that inning for the Mariners right now. You know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, too. I think it was Al Michaels, who is the voice now of NFL on Amazon with Kirk Herbstreit, had mentioned when he was on Chicago radio early in the week that if he sees another game, because a lot of people believe that tonight's matchup with Washington and the Bears will be offensively within the same level of glory that we saw last Thursday night with the Colts and the Broncos. And for football fans, you hope not. But Al Michaels was talking about that on Chicago radio this week and had mentioned, hey, I don't think I can go through another game offensively like that and may have to retire if it's that bad. It may very well be that bad. But I guess what you take away from it, being that you're a Colts fan, You never really want to hear that. I know that they won, and I know that they won behind the four Chase McLaughlin field goals, but you never really want to hear it about your team. And that's what I brought up with Mike Chappell a little bit earlier. At some point, are you just how you played? There's still plenty of time to hopefully, if you're a Colts fan, get this thing turned around, but that's exactly how you look. That's how you look. And they didn't really give you a lot of signs of any quick turnaround anytime soon. Yeah, think about that from a PFF standpoint. The last offensive line rated in the NFL through the first five weeks of the season would go to the Colts. Now, two ways if you want to look at it. I will give you the positive as I did the other day. Uh, The negative is, all right, it is what it is, and that's just how bad they have been, and that will lead this team down the path to absolutely nowhere. Now, the other side of it is, if I were to tell you this is how bad this offensive line was going to look through the first five weeks, if I were to tell you that back in July, back in June, you would have told me what in response as how this team would be to this point you probably would think they wouldn't have won anything. And in fact, they're 2-2-1 two, two and one right now. Um, and I know that it's not looked good. And, and again, you know me. I've been as, as negative and as critical about this through the first five weeks as anybody else. But when people ask me for a little bit of a positive, you did not even consider, even if you thought this offensive line was going to play as you know, a, a bad, for example, If they weren't going to be as good as advertised, did anybody think they were going to be this bad? So consider that for a moment, too, if you're looking for any example of positivity whatsoever. But, man, this game on Sunday is so ridiculously huge. And, yeah, I don't know if I can trust them to do anything if you can't get out there on Sunday and take care of Jacksonville. The way that they have dealt with you, certainly, in recent history, how can you not? All right, my thanks to Mike Chappell for joining us a little bit earlier. My thanks to everybody here. Ryan Nally, Ryan Miller, the Free Spirit in Castleton. Got a great Thursday night and a great weekend right here as well off of 82nd Street in Castleton. The listeners who showed up out here, I love you guys. Thank you guys for joining us as well. Devin, the on-site engineer. Siana is here too. Kyle back at the studio. Jeremiah Johnson. Valley Sports Indiana a little bit earlier. The podcast for each 107.5, thefan.com. in Broad Ripple with Jaguars Colts tickets on a Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow at Average Joe's. I'll see you there. 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Have a great night.